welcome back again, all of my friends, to uh, Reality Rewind. And it is with a slightly heavy heart that I bring to you the story of uh, six strangers picked to live in a communal space, chosen to work together, as well as be videotaped to find out what happens when people start stop being polite and start being real. The real world. Las Vegas. Las Vegas. So, you and I both know this season was a lot. It was a lot. So, one, I think that instead of breaking the season down incident by incident, because that could be like three, four episodes, we should just like kind of overview talk about the season. Yeah. Because really the second um, half also, wasn't honestly very much in hindsight. Not much going on. So, I picked this for a very specific reason. Right? I was wondering why. Because you were talking about all the negativity of Real Housewives and how it was draining. And I'm like, this bitch had the nerve. To pick I mean, this? <laughs> I picked this for a very, very, very specific reason. One, as you and I both know, as bit of historians of reality television, right? The real world was the first true reality TV series. She's the OG. She, right. N- now, I picked this season in particular because this was the first season of the real world that was classified as reality TV. Oh, because before it was a docu series. Before then was a docu series. Yeah. So this is the. I, that's why I picked this season because the season aired in two thousand two. Yeah. That was the turning point for reality television. Yeah. And if as you watch this season, you see where the real world started to shift thus opening the door for yes ma'am everything else because before this season it wasn't so focused on the racy stuff on the hookups on the it was it was more focused on the growth yeah this is the season where you could see it start to shift away from being focused on the personal growth and focus on the drama which then opened the door for reality tv as we know it yeah that is why i picked this season in particular it it was a very it was a very interesting cast of I, I honestly wanna say this was probably the most as far as the way that they spoke, the most adult and intelligent cast. Right. And also with this cast and with the exception of Arissa the rest of them make total sense being friends anyway. No, Arissa right? makes sense too. Eventually, not in the beginning. No, she did fair. It in the beginning. She got there. But the six of these seven people walked in the door and you automatically like these people make sense as friends. Yeah. They look like so a Benetton. It was ad. really just it, Yeah, it did. And it's like they put together a group of friends that didn't that just hadn't happened to meet yet, right? Yeah. Arissa was the kind of the wild card just because of where she came from and how she walked into this. Yeah. Yeah. But so honestly, on its face, this season, the cast for this season was the most well matched. 
Because there was nobody yeah. that was really on extremes and in, on any side. It wasn't like you had a homophobe and a gay boy. Well, no, we did. A racist and the black girl. There was no gay person on the cast. No. One of the cast members had a gay friend. And yes, one of them was not. He was a homophobe, but not like a raging homophobe. Like, it wasn't like, I'll kill you, bitch. Like some of the other <laughs> ones that we've seen in the past. Okay, yeah. It was more like, keep that gay shit over there. Yeah. Like, you know. that, it, was very, it was very that. It was very that. It was the, homeo- <laughs> the homophobia I know. It was the homophobia I know and I'm, I've grown very accustomed to. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, I don't hate you yourself, but you can keep that gay shit over yeah, there. Yeah. Like, it's, you cool. I just, yeah. I don't understand the booty thing, but you know. Just don't right. bring it around me. As long as you don't bring that shit over here by me, we are. Right. Nigga, I don't want to fuck you. Get the fuck out of my face. Now, yo, boy. Yeah. I already did. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why I picked this season because it was like. So, The Real World is the show that made me fall in love with reality television, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, But I started. The first season I watched all the way through was Seattle. With um, what's his name? The black Irene Jewish? and Steven yes. and yeah. So <sighs> he smacked her ass and like threw the season... bunny. Yes, that was like season five or six, right? Yeah. I could have picked any season before twelve. Yeah, <laughs> but it's twelve was, and I remember thinking when I watched it then that this one's different from the other mm-hmm. ones. And you kind of saw it start. It started to happen a little bit in Hawaii with Ruthie and oh, her yeah, drinking and, and like all of their stuff. But it wasn't really clear until Vegas. Yeah. Because, okay. So the first first three seasons, first four seasons were they were really a glimpse into the lives of. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the probably the most influential season of the real world really is season three where you had Pedro who was HIV positive. You had Puck who was causing problems. Puck was just, Puck was Mm -hmm. like, Puck was the, the sensationalism behind it, but you had these stories, these actual, very true, very real stories that were applicable to the time. And yeah, as it, and they talked about a lot of things that didn't get talked yes. about because it was production was hands off. Yeah, it was just we're gonna set these cameras up and y'all go ahead and do. Mm-hmm. This is your house. You get. all have to make the rules for each other. Because mm-hmm. even the confessionals were different. Yeah, it wasn't like you go into this dedicated room and they would do confessions wherever they were. Yep. And it was like just talk about what just happened. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? That's it. Yep. Just speak mm-hmm. about it in present tense. Yeah. Um, I definitely like thinking about oh, even Miami too. When Dan, with Dan, and I think her name was Maria, where yeah. he finally, yeah. finally cussed her ass out and laid into once her. They getting out of New York. Once they got out of like, out of those like those first few seasons. Because told remember, real season stories. two gave us Tammy Roman. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And not only Tammy Roman, but the conversation amongst black men and black women about what the fuck does no mean? 
And what the fuck to stop me? Because that was the first one that approached the concept of consent because Mm -hmm. of something that happened in the house. Yes. Those first And it was like every season, there was always... A conversation. Something was approached and something thought-provoking came Mm -hmm. out of it because that's what happens. And it's like, even with Hawaii, because the season with Ruthie and her alcoholism... Even that, that was, approached the story, yeah. It still approached the story. They still talked about it. They still... And then it's like, once you get to this season, they... Like, with Trishel, they drug out the Trishel and Steven thing. They drug out the potential pregnancy right? thing. Never talked about her bulimia, though. Yeah. It was just hit on for a just second. Just for that one episode. And nobody addressed it anymore. Okay, so let's do... I propose we do this. Let's do cast of characters. Um, I yeah. say we do... We start from least to worst. So I say we do Frank and then combo Trishel and Steven because their, interla- mm-hmm. their stories are intertwined. Their whole thing is intertwined. And from yeah. there, we just escalate from Bryn to Erlon. No, Bryn to Arissa to Erlon and then Alton. Yeah. I like I feel like that's the best point like point of escalation in this cuz Frank like yeah. said to Frank said two really fucked up things. Two really fucked up things. Yes. But Frank was but like Frank the least was problematic. Much, <laughs> but, because Frank was very much like <clears throat> middle America. Yeah. That like foe holier than thou and looking down on any Frank also gives me incel vibes, but Who? the involuntary celibate. Oh, I thought you said Intel, like the PC processor. No, <laughs> Shut up, Steven. No, I'm like Just what? Because it was like he was all into into Trishel, and then when she got into Steven, all of a sudden she was a slut, and he could never be interested in her. And then it was like, and he, he did that a couple different times with a couple of different girls that he was like into. And then when he finds out one thing, all of a sudden he, she's a slut and she just never could. See, I didn't even see, yeah. I never saw Frank being with Trishelle that she's a slut. On the first, on the first episode, because Frank and Trishelle got there at the same time. Yeah. They were flirting back and forth and he was talking about how pretty she was and da 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 da. And then when. Her and Stephen kissed. Her and Steven kissed over his lap, which was real. That was up. I- in his Girl. confessional. In his confessional, he talked about how she's a slut, she's trash, she's a terrible person. He would never ever want to be with her and all that stuff. And then after her and Steven, all of a sudden, he got in- interested again. So you have to consider too. Okay, I I understand those feelings in that moment, um, Frank. If that would have been the only time he did that, yes. I would say that. But that wasn't the no. only time. I thought that was. I thought that was the only time. Because I was like, no, I totally get that. Because he said something similar about Bran and Bran. Said something similar about Okay, Bryn. we'll we gotta we'll get into Bran because Bran is a mixed bag. She is. She is very much so a mixed bag. Um, she is. I understood his feelings of when Trishel and Steven kissed over him, despite... That was just rude. It was rude. And Steven knew 
I'm, it's not, I'm not going to put this on Trishel. Yeah. Steven knew that this is my new friend. And uh-huh. he has already talked to me about how he feels about this girl. Yeah. And it's one thing for us to do this behind his back. It's something totally different for us to even have a conversation with him of, hey, so this is what's going on. But just to do it in front of him, I feel like... But Steven's one of those, like, d- douchey guys it's like but i'm a nice guy and i'm a nice steven guy. gives nice guy he yeah he's one of those guys that'll like pressure you into doing something but then when you say it was assault he's like but you wanted to do it you want it all to right be here. We, we gonna move across that one I, I <laughs> those vibes i never said he did that girl that's a paywall i'm not accusing anybody of anything that's a conversation for behind the paywall <laughs> but, <laughs> even his whole the way he was gaslighting trisha yes. and the, all of it it's very like that nice guy thing and it's just ugh. yeah um okay so let's do frank because we've got to get into... We did, Frank. Well, no, we've got to get into Frank and Arissa. Oh, him calling her a black bitch. Well, he said, you're the black bitchy type. And I was... The way that the conversation happened afterwards and everyone's reaction... The conversation afterwards annoyed me. It it annoyed me, but I was just glad that it, it happened and it looked like there was some understanding because... He, He's like, oh, shit, I can't just say whatever the fuck I want to say. You might feel that. this is why the conversation annoyed me. Mm -hmm. This is why. One, because Arissa wasn't given the space to bring up the conversation on her own. That's true, too. And then... I also felt like she missed some points just being wrapped up in her own anger. And I understand that, too. Right. But she also allowed... For him to then force her to share the blame for this, I, I did not like. I didn't like that she was willing in any way, shape, form, or fashion to accept any level of blame. Exactly. I don't and care that's what he why says. That conversation annoyed me. I don't care how you approach it. Once he said that, whatever happens happens. Because that is fair. I forgot about that. Disrespected yeah. you. Yeah. So it's like, and, that, and, and you've that approached him respectfully. They do that a lot to Arissa. They do. She gets angry. They try to pull that, that like respect thing and that whole, well, you shouldn't talk to you. And it's like, she has every right to tell you not to fuck your sluts mm-hmm. and to end the confessional because it's a communal space. Okay. She has we got to get it. We'll get on that one with Arissa. Because there's a lot of, because that was, that was a selective thing. But we'll get onto that with Arissa. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah. It was. I didn't say Arissa was fair in her anger. I'm saying that she was justified. She was. <sighs> okay, we'll get onto that with Arissa because that was a thing that I kind of <laughs> i I was sitting on the fence and it was like I can see both sides, but personally, I'll tell you that we'll when we get to Arissa. Okay. I was happy, though, that because those kinds of conversations at this point in time were not happening. Weren't happening. No, and not especially out of the mouth of a black woman or what we assume was a black woman. 
she's black and Italian. Her okay. and Caroline were both black and Italian. I couldn't. That was I a, thought so. That was their bonding point. I couldn't tell because I I thought she was black and Italian, but I didn't know if she was like black black or black. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get you. When her but when she was, was talking to her mama point. on the phone, I was like, "That woman don't sound black." Because <laughs> her mama's the white one. Oh, there it is. Because the uncle, I just yeah. assumed that it was the daddy. Okay. Now nah, the mama's white. There we go. And there we go. And drug this makes okay. Now, there we go. Because I was like, yeah. uh. This damn sure don't sound like a white, a black a woman. Of her with her mom. Girl, God bless her. God bless her. Cause that okay. You can't find much on this cast. No, They're not very private. They there. are private, except I think some of it's them are coming private. back for the. I think Trishel's coming back for the new version of the Gauntlet. Yeah, because I've been seeing her face up. Well, you know she did Playboy too. So. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's get into Trishel. She Trishel became is the Steven. most famous of this cast. It makes sense though. Trishel was yeah. she was this like sweet, endearing girl from a small town who comes to a big city. So it was all of these like um, I don't want to say was dopey. Britney Spears. Yes, she was Britney Spears. You come from that little small town in Louisiana mm-hmm. and. You know, you just pop up in this big city all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Yeah, yeah. I understand. She was Britney Spears. So I was Googling, and I understand why people didn't like Trishel because of that, like, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed thing. But Trishel Mm. really didn't do anything. No. She really didn't do anything. And honestly, if anything, she was just kind of like this for the most part sweet supportive stabilizing like force amongst everybody even if she was just pollyanna about the relationship stuff she she really didn't she didn't do i remember back then all the hate for trishel and i even remember thinking then i was like why y'all have to be mad because she's with steven because there's no other reason to hate her but then it was also, again, the Britney Spears thing. We talked before about how she was treated in the media for literally no reason. Y'all had no reason to say the things y'all said about True. her. It's the same type of thing. Like <laughs> It just, in, in Googling and looking back at some of the articles written, I was like, why are we dogging her? Like, she is the most like mundane she nothing. and i take yeah she's, like she is actually the least problematic out of all the cast she really is which is really sad to say and slightly disheartening <laughs> outside of her being too naive to tell that boy to put on a condom look she do. look when you're in your 20s you're in your 20s you I have feelings like all of this stuff was slightly triggering because it was that remembering of it was like damn no, yeah I get it. and that was the other thing because it's like <coughs> when this aired i was in my senior year of high school yeah i was in my sophomore so yeah no Take that back. I no, I was out of high school because this air this started airing September of two thousand two, so I was already out of high school. Okay, you would have been in your senior year. No, I was in my sophomore. I didn't graduate till oh four. Oh yeah, you're two. You're two years younger than me. Um, 
But yeah, I like I would have I would have been eighteen when this aired. Yeah. I remember that like you think you're in love in like three weeks and right. you know, the sun like rises and sets on this boy or a girl or whoever you happen to be with. And it's just like because I just don't know what I would ever do without. Right. It's just like, girl. And then you look back like, get your dumb ass out of here. But I remember that. But I also was so afraid of getting pregnant early that I was always like, no, 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 no. If you don't have no condom, we ain't doing this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. And. Like I said, you. But she also is just really Pollyanna and naive about a lot she of things. Really was. <laughs> so you have the naivety, the access to alcohol, because all you got to do is put on your clothes and catch the elevator downstairs for four and months and go downstairs or upstairs. This was before they started putting alcohol in the house. A three month bar supply in the house. Yep. Before they really started keeping you locked up in the house for real, because. Mm-hmm. These were the seasons where you, you still, still went out to, to work. work. You still met uh, met other people mm-hmm. outside of your house, and you know all that stuff. So it's like before they tried was, to turn it to bad girls club. Was, this was the shift of it, really, because it's like even though this season still focused uh, focused heavily on the drama, you still had some remnants of what real world was. Yeah. No, I can get that. It was. It was trying. <laughs> so, <laughs> see, it didn't wear on me as heavily as it did on you. Because it was a lot of heavy themes happening in the first like 7 episodes and I was watching it back to back. Yeah, I did too, but I think it's just cuz I remember it so well. See, I didn't remember Vegas. I didn't... I didn't remember Vegas at see, all. See, I did. I think because I remember it so well that it didn't weigh as heavily on me. I kind of remember some of the faces. Like I remember Arissa's face, but that's really it. So I'm watching this essentially what feels like for the first time. Like, I know I've seen this. I know I've had to see this. Mm-hmm. But it felt like I was watching it for the first time. And it was like, holy shit, this is a lot to be dealing with so, in 2002. Yeah. And in a half hour format. Because I remember it being a lot when I watched it the first time. And I think that's why this was the first season that I really remember event for event. But I remember being 17, 18 years old watching this. And it's like this, like because I, I said I was 18, you know, had just turned 18 when this started airing. Right. Mm-hmm. So this is like my first kind of foray into like actual adult relationships and it's just like yeah, having an understanding of the it adult world was so new to me this season was a was like really heavy it was like scared straight for me yeah in like a, a strange way so that's why i remember it so vividly because i don't really remember any of the other real world seasons as vividly as i remember this one okay but this was really like watching scared straight to me yeah it felt like it I, I was damn sure scared the hell's fucking straight. So, and that's why I saw like now watching it at this age, it didn't affect me as much because one, I remember it, but two, in a way, this was kind of a piece of shaping my adult, the way I interacted as an adult. If for mm-hmm. nothing else, then bitch, be careful. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like it was because it's like, 
she didn't potentially got pregnant by this boy who is gonna go home in a month or two and y'all probably may not ever see each other who again. has been feeding you yes i have feelings for you no i don't have feelings for you yes i have the usual 20 right. year old i love you but shit. i don't i don't love you i love you i don't love you right I love you. It's like he gets drunk and all of a sudden, I love you, I love you, I love you. And then he's sober. We don't need to hook up no more. We just be friends. And, da, 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 da. and that really wraps up Trishel and, and Stephen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it for them. I will say, though, I do enjoy Stephen's relationship with everyone in the house because. Except Trishel. Except for Trishel. Except for Trishel. Well, I liked where their relationship got when they actually did stop sleeping. Together. When they just became friends. Yes. But Steven has a way of being honest with the rest of the cast in a way that kind of surprised me that I was not expecting. He's him a to very be. charming and open person. Yeah. It's like, except for the only thing that he did that was gross was ga- gaslighting Trishel. But outside yeah. of that, he's not only is he extremely open to really any and everybody no matter who you are where you come from he's a very charming person yeah and he's he's because you know you can sit and have the conversation with him and you're not being judged you're not being looking down on you and it's it's just he's going to tell you he's going to tell you if he thinks it's wrong yeah i really did appreciate that with you but he won't judge you for it yeah like i really appreciated that about him and and that was a really surprising quality considering the trishel relationship just kind of exactly took everything over like you forget that the conversations and the bonding that happened with him and arissa and specifically like him and arissa and him and erlon like those two moments, yeah. I was like, "Well, this was really unexpected because I would have never paid him for that at all." Yeah, no, like at all. And then, like, even with him and Frank, once they kind of got past the Trishel, they got back Frank it. were him and Frank were roommates for like two years after the show. Yeah, I read. And, and then it was like his relationship with Alton, especially once I started talking about his brother and everything else, and it's like. He really is a very supportive and very charming person. Yeah, and to be a white male at the age of twenty two and have and have that capacity and be that open, yeah, and that non judgmental, it does, it speaks very highly of not only his character but his parents because mm-hmm. you know he's a white straight man yes. from like the middle of the country and his best friends is gay boy and he, he works, works in at a gay, the gay bar club, and you know it's like. He's like, no, but you got to understand where she's coming from as a black woman. And you got to understand, you know, like, and it wasn't performative. It was just very natural. So I take back the truth. So I won't say he's the least problematic. I'll say he's the second least problematic following Trisha. Because the whole thing with Trisha was gross. It was gross. Definitely. And that's what happens when you're 22 and you're thinking what you did, but at the same time, I mean, it and still you, was gross. And your puss, too, because there's... And your puss, because she let it go way too long. There was a couple of times where he was just like, yo, like, this isn't good. And Yeah, and a couple times that he tried to stop, and then she didn't want to, and she know that he's weak and yeah, he's a and stupid. Male. I, like... Yeah. And it also was gross on her part that every time Steven wasn't paying attention to her, all of a sudden she falling all over Frank. Right. It's like you can't be that starved for you can be because you see how her father talks to her. You can be that starved for attention. Yeah, but I feel like that was more so just out of vengeance at that point. 
Yeah. Which, you know. It was. I also get, too. And he, it was like, I can get, I'm going to show Steven, I can get whoever I want. Yeah. And I was actually very yeah. proud of him for the way that he handled all of that. He was just like, it's okay. It's like, all right, mm-hmm. Steven. Well, speaking of someone who uh, who is determined to get who they want whenever they want. All right, y'all, buckle your seatbelts up because this is where everything starts to go awry. Um, I would suggest at this point that if you are cooking, to pause it here, uh, finish your dishes, and then come back once it is done because this here, this is the beginning (laughs) of the fuckery. Yeah. All right, let's get into Bryn. Bryn is from Portland, Oregon. And when I tell you, I went up when Bryn, when I saw Bryn's face and the look in her eyes, and I said, Mm-mm, nope. I knew she was going to be the one. Yep. One of the ones. Mm-hmm. So I think the most. So Bryn's first issue is when Steven says, I'm not attracted to you, but like, if you came to me and said, I wanted to fuck, I wouldn't turn you down. <laughs> right. Between he said that. And he said it, the way he said it was, he was being honest. He was being very honest. And he's like, I'm telling you this for your own good. And he, it wasn't meant to degrade or demean or anything. He just made it very clear to her. Because Bryn had been, Bryn thought she was, Bryn said she was the hot shit on the block while being, as she said, all season, jealous of the other girls. Yep. Because she is so jealous. Mind you, all these girls are a size two. All these girls are skinny. Every single one of them. Skint E. Skint E. Capital S, capital T. Skint tea. Oh, Trishel has bigger breasts than mine. I'm jealous of her. Oh, Frank is talking to Trishel. I'm jealous of her. Oh, Erlon is talking to Alton. I'm jealous of her. I have never met somebody. I have never come across somebody in my life ever in any way, shape, form, or fashion that was one so willing to discuss how jealous she was about the people that she was with. And two, so nutbag fucking crazy. I think for her, I think she kept saying jealous because it's something relatable. I think in real life, she was just like, but why don't they want me, though? Because Frank yeah. wasn't interested. Alton was clearly interested in airline the whole time. Yeah. And, and Steven <laughs> said, he said, stop. Not in the name of love. Just stop. <laughs> <laughs> This nigga said, no. <laughs> and she. And then she threw that fork at him and he was like, can't you get the fuck out of here? <laughs> and I actually, I really felt like at that point. Be- I agree with him. I did too. I felt like she should have gone. Yeah. I felt like she should have gone. And then he's, she gonna, she gonna try to cry. So maybe did you ever think it's cause I do like you? He's like, I've been new that. That still don't justify that. You threw <laughs> a fucking fork at me. You threw a fork and at like me. And like he said, if it would have been the other way around, his whole life would have been over. Yeah, he would have been done. It would have been a wrap. Mm-hmm. MTV would have aired this shit and he would have ended up like Mark. Oops. <laughs> we'll get into Mark. Um, but yeah, 
I and I what really annoyed me too was Erlon caping for Bryn in that moment. Yeah. I didn't like it. And it turns into a trend with her where she just she capes for any and everybody. Mm-hmm. And then the question is mm-hmm. like, why are you caping for these people? Right. Like, why are you caping for these niggas? But that's an Erlon thing, and we'll get into that too. Cause to even say I can see both sides. There isn't both sides. There isn't both sides. He said, I'm not attracted to you. She's been upset this whole time. She flips out and throws a fork at him. Like, it's pretty much just done right. over. He has the right to not be attracted. He also has the right to say, like, hey, I've actually technically been assaulted. Right. You don't get the right to assault him because he's not attracted to you. No, you don't. And the fact that anybody, Airline, because she was the only one, tried to sit and say, no, because Alton was like, well, I just don't think you should go that far. It's like, Alton needs to shut his ass up. I can go as far as I want. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Like, she's already been posing. I can call the police right now if I wanted to. Yes, really. (laughs) Like, she's already truthfully been posing an issue. Mm -hmm. She's been very. And she's a danger. In this moment, hell yeah. Because you flip out and throw a fork because somebody don't want you? Because somebody don't want you. Because you started an argument. You started an argument. This nigga shut you down so you want to throw a fork. Yep. But that ain't even... I feel like that's not even the worst with the girl. You've got it's not. the rejection. You've got the the unwillingness to... I'm sorry. The unwillingness to accept the rejection... You've got all of this quote unquote jealousy, and Trishel becomes her number one target. Why? Yeah. Oh, Trishel's with Steven. It's like, bitch, you are in a whole ass fucking casino. If you don't take your little awfully dressed Arab hostel wearing ass down the fucking stairs. Oh my God, her outfits were terrible. She looked like, you remember that uh, white group that Diddy signed? Dream? Yes. She looked like Dream. And I Googled she it just to did. make sure. You can tell that was her style and spoke. <laughs> What's the song? Um, no matter what me. you he do, he's always going to be. Wait, no. He's, he's never, never going to be, gonna with, be you. with you. He's into what he's got. He loves me. He loves you not. That was my shit for a while. I'm gonna download mm-hmm. that. I'm gonna download that I was tonight. To that song yesterday. I forgot I was about that. Also, can we talk about too the music? The first half of the season. The I music, know. I was like, I want this soundtrack. Every fucking thing. Like that music was specifically curated. I was like, come on, truth hurts. Girl. <laughs> Yes. That's a song I forgot about. I was like, let me go ahead and download Contagion. Right. <laughs> the music was so good. Like it's and what boggles my mind too, how is it that we get the licensing for the music of the real world, which is going to be far more than the music for Daria? And I was thinking that for the whole fucking <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, I was thinking that for the whole season because it's like, 
why is it that the real world gets to license this music, but Daria didn't? And the music is even now, more important to Daria than real world. So I, <laughs> the funny, on one of my high nights, I started Googling Daria because I was watching it. Because I watch at least one season of Daria like every week. So I don't. Fair. Because she is me and I am she. But <laughs> it's a. Uh, Influence a generation. So. I was like reading stuff and I saw it was uh, it was also three in the morning. So I could not remember where I saw this article, but somebody posed the question about the music choices for Daria. Right. And why did they choose to only use original music or these weird like polyphonic ringtone remakes of popular songs? Right. So. They said the reason why they made they did the music the way they did for Daria is because they wanted to make it clear that Daria didn't live in our world. They were just a representation of our world. Okay. Okay, so I will say this. That depends on who it is because the writer, I, when you buy the season, in the little inlet, mm-hmm. there's a, um, there, it starts with an apology. And it starts with, we're so sorry that it took us this long to bring it to you on DVD. Um, Trying to get the music license was difficult and expensive, so they removed it. My thing, that's why I'm asking, is like, why is it okay for the real world? Not okay. Why is it that the real world has it when, well, you know what? Well, I can answer that too. CBS. I can answer that too. But because, it no, 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 no. It's because the real world went immediately to DVD. So all the songs were clear. And they already had, okay. Because it was like, remember, they were pimping the DVD at the reunion for the season. Okay. Because it was already set up that it was recorded, it was being recorded for a DVD release, it was already fine. Okay. Because okay. they had already got the different type of licenses that allow for that. That's why. Then that makes sense. Daria was never. Daria never it had. got a, released later. A DVD or a VHS release in the moment. It didn't. That didn't come about till well after it was off the air. Yeah, you only had Daria if you had somebody that recorded it on VHS. <laughs> if somebody recorded it for you, or you had MT, or you had cable and could get MTV. Yeah. Well, I mean, talk about like in the 2010s. (laughs) Well, no, it was still on cable, I think. I think it was still showing rerun. It was, you could still find it on cable, but if you wanted to watch specific episodes and you didn't have whatever VHS of that episode, then you just had to wait until it happened to come on. Okay, that makes sense. That's why Daria didn't start streaming until last year. Yeah. Or a year before last. Yeah, it's been like two years. I was like, because. They couldn't get it clear for the longest, but because it was never meant for a reproductive release. Yeah, fair, fair. And it, it is so a- now you got to hunt these people down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, most of these motherfuckers ain't got no record deal or even nothing. No, it's just gonna go to ASCAP. Hunting people down, and you gotta like. That's why it's expensive because you gotta hire lawyers and you gotta hire like people to actually find these people. Yeah. And you and then you gotta go through ASCAP and BMI and all of that bullshit. Yep. So yeah, that makes sense. In hindsight, that makes sense. 
Um, okay, so Bryn is constantly longing for affection and and attention, and yes. when she can't get it. It's like it, every time, and it's whenever the attention ain't on her, I'm so jealous. I'm so She's jealous. Always I'm so jealous. fucking jealous. She's always. Yeah. Bryn is exhausting. She is. She is fucking exhausting. I, mean, when I didn't she like her in, then. I didn't like her now. I just... And she's the only one you can find interviews with. Can you? I found a couple. Because she's... And, and everyone, she said the same thing. I know I was so wild on the real world, but now I'm just a mom. <laughs> well, she's like, I'm the party girl. And it's like, that's your thing? Okay. When I watch her, she reminds me. You remember <laughs> in the first season of Sex in the City, and they go to that baby shower. <gasps> oh, okay. So I do remember that. Their friend, Lainey, who used to be like in the club pulling her tits up. Yeah. And, and then she's like tried to convince them that she's happy being this nice suburban mom. But then she shows up at the club, hella pregnant, about to try to pull them out again. Is that where they get the Staten Island? Did they go to Staten? They went to Connecticut. Oh, uh, okay. But yes, the same. Yeah. So... Bryn reminds me of her. It's I like get that. She, she's so this party girl thing has become her thing because she literally has no personality or identity, really, or identity. So she's so wrapped up in this, and now it just switched to being a mom because that's what she always says. Yeah, and she still hasn't found an identity outside of you know tangential things like being the party girl or being a mom. So I I found it also really interesting, and I for her to say so, and it, they brought it up a couple of times in the confessional about her being some level of like queer, and for her yeah, and for there to be like no, I don't know, like, but I think date see, with and that was I don't know that she really is. That's why I'm bringing it up, like. I think it was one of those things because that was that period of time where it was cool to be gay. Be and bisexuality was a show and it wasn't a real thing. Yeah. So I really think they were playing up this like fake bisexual thing to make her to give her more of that party girl yeah. image because it's like, oh, only the wild girls will kiss other girls. And, yeah, because you know. she's like, oh, I'm so jealous of Trishel. And then she turns around and goes, I'd do a threesome with Steven and Trishel. And I'm like, this is, but I think what? Was, and, but even with that, I don't even think that was, that was still, she just wanted to be close to Steven. Trishel just happened to she was Trishel was really a means to an end in that situation because it's like is the only way that he'll be with me is if it's with her too then fine. Well, I mean that in reference of, um, I hate to put it this way, but for lack of other words, camera time. Yeah, that's like very much so, and it having these and like it, very what, polar opposite feelings, and like this playing up of a queer identity that we never get to see. That you never see and that I don't believe is real. No. And it's playing, and it's like, 
it was like she was trying. She walked in trying to be as racy as possible. Yeah. So she was going to hit all the taboo things. It it just felt like she was trying to play things up for the camera in ways that we I really didn't care to see. Yeah, because then she has that whole conversation about being raped just to for it to never come up again. Oh my god, I know. We're um talking to Alton and yeah. that was just like okay. And the thing so... is something about that whole conversation felt very disingenuous to me. I kinda had I had the same feeling, and I'm gonna put it this way, okay? I'm going to hope that this was a conversation from a genuine place that was brought forth through means of production. Because I'm going to put it that way and I'm going to leave it there. (laughs) I feel like that's the the best way to put it. For me. Yeah, because the reason why I say the conversation felt disingenuous and it's not to doubt what happened to her and then I don't know I wasn't there I that's not the debate but there was but something it, in the conversation that just didn't sit right something in the conversation felt very off like like I don't know like I couldn't I don't want to say it's like because it's one of those things like you're not supposed to question it but in the conversation it's it just felt very it's like I don't know is it like she's exaggerating the details or is it Something just felt very off to me. I know. I got that same feeling. And it could just be the way... It could just be that her defense mechanism is that she detaches when she talks about it. So it's like maybe it was the distance. If that's what it was, it felt so distant. It felt very distant. That's what it was. Or it could not be her story. It just, I don't know. It just felt very, very distant. And I'm, I, yeah. I want to believe that it's just the defense mechanism of talking about your trauma and some people just disconnect from it. Yeah. I want to yeah. believe that that's what it is. That's what I'm going to say that I believe that it was because it did feel very like it was like she wasn't a part of the story. And that's why I was saying that maybe this is something that happened that production has encouraged her to speak about with Alton because there was a yeah. vi- there was a a very noticeable disconnect from the way that he was speaking about it and the way she was speaking about it considering exactly. that we've been living together at the very least for the last month and these are very like heavy heartfelt things that we're sharing with each other like at this point we we're not arguing we're not fighting we actually have like some kind of some kind of genuine love and respect for each other it it just felt so so, cold yeah to feel so disconnected and so like she didn't feel present yeah and it was and that's why it was really noticeable yeah and that's why i was like struggling with why doesn't this feel real to me but it's because it didn't it it felt like she was reading a script not telling her story well that's why i keep that's why i keep saying 
I hope I think this and I feel like this is something that the producers pushed her to talk I think, about. Yeah, I think she was because kind of goaded into talking about it. I don't think she ever planned on sharing that. Yeah, because it kind of came out the blue from and it. it just we it never heard about it blue. again. Right. Like there was same it, with Trichelle's bulimia. And once again, something that came out of the blue, never heard about again. Like yeah. never heard about again. So and it it really felt like, be- and that's why I say this was the switch because this is when you're starting to get those types of things that kind yeah. of like come from, and it, as sources of contention and drama, this is where the love and hip hop, the flavor of love, the, all the next all of that comes. kind of stuff kind of comes in. It's like these random points of conflict or points of action or whatever. That come up and then y'all talk about it for an episode and then it never, and it never, never gets talked about again. Like there's no, there's no resolution at all. There's which, no resolution. There's no reconciling. It's like y'all were chasing whatever was the steamiest angle, so y'all started inserting them. It could also be, and I, I actually really hope that this is, if if this is the thing, if this is a thing rather. It could also be that it's brought, it's been brought up, and then they have their little private, secret conversations about, "Hey, this is what's happening. This is how I'm feeling. I don't want this on camera." Because I hope so. I I would. I'm sitting in blessings, so I'm hoping that that is what would happen, and that's really why we never got any is. resolution to it. Because it, those things really do just kind of pop up. And then they're gone. And I hope it's just like, look, we talked about this for a minute. I don't want to talk about this again. I don't want to keep going with this. No. And especially with, okay, let's just dive into Erlon. And that Erlon pissed me off to no Hmm. fucking end. To no fucking end. And it made me so mad because when I'm watching this kind of shit, I'm always rooting for the black girl. But this black girl was doing too much. Yeah. She was doing a whole bunch of shit and a whole lot of nothing all at the Mm -hmm. same time. When she had the gall to sit there and have a full conversation about Trishel's bulimia before speaking, but Trishel's potential or or alleged bulimia before even speaking to Trishel, considering that one, you yourself said you experienced the same thing for two years. And two, Mm -hmm. you yourself acknowledge whole ass, wholeheartedly to another roommate who did not know in front of not only a fucking camera, but millions of whole ass American people that this is something embarrassing and private. How fucking dare you? How fucking Mm -hmm. dare you? You are trash garbage fucking garbage she was to me she was the worst of the bunch yes it it just made me so mad so mad like how how do you as a person who who said you experienced these same things and then she turned around and said well i got my own shit going on bitch it's not even about right. having your own shit going on she brought it up you brought it up every single person you brought it up about it and then said well i ain't got time to deal with this shit like like no girl 
But it's the same thing with what she did with Arissa and Arissa's boyfriend. And Frank, and it's like you know this girl gonna walk in. Oh here and my say god! This. You don't say to her, "Don't say nothing," because I didn't say nothing, and you don't say nothing. That oh, I forgot. Oh, I forgot about that. Because you knew that girl was gonna walk in there and say that. You knew that that was the first she thing did. she was gonna want to talk about when she met them. She girl. did. So why? So you didn't tell her. Don't say nothing because I didn't say nothing. Or you didn't tell Larissa like, yo, so my homie's coming. That's and it right you know there. She know your man. and That's it right. And you knew she knew ahead of time. She had every right. time and every opportunity. They had a whole conversation on the phone about it. She talked to Alton about it. And I, on one hand, I was like, Alton, why didn't you say nothing? But then on the other hand, and I no. know he's like, that's not my business. Alton he don't shouldn't have said anything. He didn't need to say anything. Because that's it was... It was Erlon's but responsibility. But she knew at least two days before the girl came. Yes. Had a whole conversation with Alton about it. Told Alton all about it. And that's why when, Al- when she when she said, oh, she told Arissa. That's why he looked like that. Because he's like, see, I fucking told you shit was going to happen. Like- she, the only thing that Erlon needed to do as a good friend was say, okay, we just met. I met this girl that goes to school with your man, and this is what I'm But I'm the thing told. about it is, the fact that her friend, like, it's clear that this this friend and Arissa know each other anyway. Uh, yeah, I feel Maybe like not passing. close, but it's clear that they know each other. Yeah, it was a very hey hey. Right, and then they was hanging out. Like it's very clear they know each other, so she knows that this girl knows her boyfriend. Yeah, the girl may not have ever said any of this stuff to her because she's there. She's not close to her like that. But it ain't. It's like it's not like you didn't know they wasn't gonna sit down and have a private conversation, right? Because they already know each other, and you know they know each other. That's why you didn't say nothing because you was waiting for the drama to start. And I, uh she, she was a sack of shit this whole season. She was. The fact that you bring this, because she was good for like pushing little shit together, but then yes. stepping back and acting so innocent, like she didn't understand what was going on. Like even with Arissa, when Arissa was cuddling up with Steven and Arissa's like, "Okay, mm-hmm. I gotta go because this is gonna go left," and yep. she goes and she's having a girlfriend conversation with Arissa that should have never been repeated to anybody in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Right. It's already bad enough that it's on camera, but y'all are having this private conversation amongst the two of you. And if she runs back and tells Frank, whatever she decides to tell Frank, because there's some confusion about that. And Frank's like, oh, y'all having sex? That should have, yeah, she should have never said shit to Frank to begin I with. I mean, it wasn't no confusion. She said they in their fucking. That's what she said. Well, I there's you know why I said that because she says, well, that's not what I said. She claimed that's not what she said, and this and the third. But we saw it, girl. We was we was all here. We was watching you. <laughs> I just and it totally disheartened, totally disheartened. And I'm like, how dare you? How dare you, as a black woman, turn your back on and treat this other black woman like garbage on fucking television? Right. And right. then, and then to turn around and blame Frank, like come on, Frank got enough going on. Frank didn't already call Arissa a black bitch. Always, 
he got enough going else. on. It was always somebody else. Always somebody else. Her and, and then, Alton's relationship. What, always him but mind the, you the thing with that is like she stayed jumping on him like she didn't have a whole a whole ass man you are in you are in an open relationship with no ties to this man you and this man alton are not in a relationship so if he not wants to go out and if he want to fuck let that man fuck in peace that is the agreement i don't understand what's so fucking hard to to, to comprehend about this bullshit because if you really, I mean, quiet as it's kept, she was not really that interested until she saw him without that towel. Then she was all salivating. So let's, come on now, girl. Because you knew he liked you. I mean, we've all had those moments, so. We have. But it's like, stop acting like you got ties on this man. Because you said, making out, trying to fuck him. And he told you no. Nah, and then had your boyfriend come the next day and act like he didn't even exist. Bitch. That. Oh my God! When Dario came, I'm sorry, no, not Gabe. Dario, Gabe. <laughs> when Gabe came, I just and she trying to have them hang out like they friends. I wanted to crawl inside my own asshole and die because it was uncomfortable. It was hmm. uncomfortable, and the whole time I'm just like, "How dare you!" Like, how dare you? Mm-hmm. Like, you have this open relationship. There's supposed to be this level of honesty that's happening. It's obviously not happening. But now you right. got this nigga in here with the man. After he told you not to be messing with, you can do whatever you want, just not with any of your roommates. Mm-hmm. Now you got them up here together, and they're becoming friends. Yep. You are trash. You are yep. trash for that. And I'm And then somehow one of Gabe's friends ends up moving out to Vegas and he's like hanging out with them all the time. Right. So he's watching you develop this relationship with this boy. Just awful. And the whole time I'm watching this and I'm like I'm having two things happen. So I'm reminding myself of why my parents didn't want me to watch this shit because this shit was trash and two i'm kind of cringing at my own like 20s experience and it's like oh my god no wonder why people don't why people don't take 20 year olds seriously because this this is the garbage that we do this is but see again because this was like my scared straight this is why i didn't have relationships in my 20s smart because you know you shit before the, this nigga that's in my house right now you never knew me Bitch, to have a boyfriend you did real. not call your husband this nigga that's in your house i say that all the time you know what it is you know this nigga in the back he here he it's always here or my baby daddy i say that all the time you know what it is. <laughs> this nigga in the back here breathing making all like kinds of noise with me I said all this, this nigga that live with me. I said that all the time. Or this man that be that. in my house. That's but, about to be. That's about to be. <laughs> that's about to be what is what is about to be for real. <laughs> uh yeah. 
Blessed be. him, you never knew me to have a boyfriend. Y'all was so surprised when this nigga came around more than once. Shit, you, when he came around once. Because y'all didn't girl, even meet the niggas. <laughs> when I was surprised when you were dating. I was surprised when y'all got married. I was surprised when you had one kid. I was surprised when you had two. <laughs> <laughs> you have, are full you, of surprises. <laughs> you and everybody else I know, shit. Like every life decision you made, I've been like, what? You? That's what? It don't align with the things I know about her. <laughs> no, it's just so like normal. I'm like, what you mean? What? <laughs> Everybody just knew I was going to be like Oprah with Stedman living in the guest house because you can't live in my house. <laughs> Once again, if you know what I know, then you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Moesha was a toxic friend, nonetheless. <laughs> yes. Moesha was terrible. I say that all I've been saying that for years. Like she's an awful person. Moesha, Moesha is an awful, awful. She's an awful, awful friend. She's a horrible <laughs> fucking friend. Horrible yeah, friend. Everybody, Hakeem's lights was off and he was broke and his mama lost her job. Oh she my called God. Kim fat every time she got yes, mad. She, she did. She was terrible. She was a terrible. <laughs> Nisi was always stupid. Yeah, always stupid. She was a terrible, terrible, terrible friend. Didn't she start fucking around with one of their boyfriends or ex boyfriends or something? Maybe. I just remember I Q. So. I remember Q and then Hakeem, and that's really it. Yeah. It, and it, well, it was Jeremy. Who was Jeremy? Usher. Girl. He was her boyfriend at the prep school. Oh, no. We're not doing that one. And that's the one that him and Q would fight all the time, because that's when Q was still trying to get her back. Oh, okay. I remember. Okay, I remember Q trying to get her the back. I don't remember Usher, though. From, the one she got caught by her daddy, and he thought she was in that place. Oh, yeah. No, I remember that. I remember that. When she when he saw her coming from upstairs. <laughs> I feel like, though, that that was like a long-running theme, and that happened at least once a season. Yeah, it was a running thing of her daddy to catch her in some weird situation and assume she was fucking. Uh, it was also a weird obsession with virginity, but we ain't gonna talk about that right now. Um. Okay. No, but I feel like I feel like we should one day at some point. Yeah, just, just for right fun. Just for fun, like take a dive into the world of Mo to the E to the. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do yes. like a review of that. Because <laughs> we ain't gotta do just reality shows. We can really do whatever show we fucking want. No. And I feel like honestly, girl. We've been on a road of negativity, and I just feel yeah, like... Yeah, I think I might, we might do a sitcom here soon. To just break it up a little a bit. A big black sitcom here some, one time soon. A palate refresher, a you know? Yeah, because <laughs> y'all know reality TV is mentally draining. It, girl, it has been. Like, between the questions on Wine and Wisdom and this, I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, what yeah. is happening? And then the news... That's why I watch Psych uh, in between... Oh uh, yeah, what? half and half. I literally break up. I break. Yeah, it was half half, and now I've been watching Psych. I, that's how I break this shit up. I watch a, something. It was either it started with The Office. Yes, and then it was half and half for a while, and then I tried to do it with girlfriends. I was like, Ugh, this is negativity too. It yes. So, 
I turned that off and oh then my I God, started yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. So let's get back to the real world and we'll talk off podcast about sitcom stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um not Alton. <clears throat> Alton for me. It's like I remember people not liking him too. I can see why. I could see why, but Alton for me, he was, I guess you could say he was like the sympathetic character, but I really did enjoy him. It's like, cause to me, he was, and I remember really enjoying him the first time I watched this too. Cause it's like, he fuck up, but he's still really like an endearing soul. You know what I'm saying? Like you can tell it's like, He's a really good person. It's just he's young and he's in this weird situation. And he finds out that his girlfriend had been cheating on him and they break up. And it was he just they were already broken up. They were. But then he wanted to get back together. And then it's like, yeah, I have to remember that I'm in my 30s watching people in their 20s. Yeah, and it's that's what I'm saying. He's trying to like find his place. He had all this tragedy happen in his life when he was young. Yeah. And it's still like he's this still this just super sweet, bubbly person. You still know? homophobic. Yeah. But, but <laughs> you even saw the growth in him with that. Kind of. I mean, as much as they were willing to show, of course they was going to focus on the bullshit, but yeah. he was one of the... Him and Arissa were the only two that I felt like you saw them actually grow as people. I... Th- yes, I could kind of get that. Um, I... I kind of get that. Um I mean, you definitely I don't want to put Arissa in the same. That's the thing is, I don't want to put Arissa in the same category as Alton because Arissa, it felt like she Arissa came had in. Real. Yeah, she came out a yeah, whole yeah. No, new woman. Yeah, but Alton, Alton did to an extent. He definitely came out of this a more open-minded person. I hope. I hope. And that's what I mean. I you could see it to me, especially by the time they did the reunion. And that's yeah. the thing, and that's why yeah. I say. You saw the growth in in him with the with the homophobia because even by the time they got to the reunion, you could see him genuinely cringing as he's watching yeah. the clips. You know and what I'm saying? Like you've you also been given it. a chance to rewatch at least half of the season. And that's what I'm season. saying. It's like you definitely he he was able he grew enough in the process. That after the fact, he was able to look back and see where he was wrong. Okay. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. You really didn't want to like him. <laughs> no. The thing was is that when I first saw Alton, I was like, okay, weird black dude that like works out, probably watches a ton of anime, does martial arts, skateboards, and rock climbs. And he's skateboarding, and he's, you know. Yeah, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, this is not what we see, especially as the image of a dark-skinned man on any kind of television program. Mm-hmm. And then, then we see the his girlfriend, his ex-girlfriend, and she's curly-haired, and I'm assuming some kind of Latino. 
And mm-hmm. then we see his attraction to Erlon, who is a lighter-skinned biracial woman with curly hair. Mm-hmm. And then we see the way in which Erlon, Arissa, and even Alton speak about the dark-skinned woman that he hooks up with. Yeah. And that, in combination with his bullshit homophobia, was enough for me. Also, another reason why I despise Erlon during this, because not only did she not check him with the homophobia, she gave him an excuse saying, oh, well, he just doesn't have experience. Bullshit. You are black in America. You don't get the chance to have experience. You roll with the fucking punches. This nigga fucks another, another nigga in the ass and ain't got nothing to do with you. Mind your fucking business, nigga. And then for her to also speak about this black woman who is also in her 20s and an adult who wanted to just have some fun, hook up with a man and go about her business. And all of a sudden, she's all kind of skanks and hoes and all this shit. Meanwhile, Erlon once again has a whole ass man that is in New York who comes to visit begins to build somewhat no matter how small of a friendship it may be but a friendship and doesn't even have the balls to sit both these men down at the same time to say hey i see y'all are getting close this is what it is how fucking dare you and for him Alton, the person who had sex with that woman who was just trying to enjoy herself as well as he was just trying to enjoy himself, regardless of where it was in the house. For him not to say to Erlon, shut the fuck up, irk the shit out of me. I get that. It was trash. I understand. It was trash. I agree. Because they allowed this woman who looked obviously black with black ass braids and black ass skin. Didn't she have some little blonde in her hair too? Yeah. She, even with the little like uh, tan, not tan, what is that? That goldish blonde? Yeah. That, even yeah. with the goldish that blonde little braid blonde. highlights, for them to treat this woman that way on fucking camera piss me off i i get that but also we have to look at both of them the same way because it is very clear that their friend group does not consist of black people alton and erlon yeah or it's very few in this friend group their daily life, their own, the only real black, only black people they really deal with are their family members. It's not present in the world that they created for themselves. Like that representation of blackness isn't present in the world that they created for themselves. So that is why we're looking at this from 2021 eyes too. We are that too, but it's, I mean, not that it's okay. I did not think this then because at 18, I was not thinking about this. But looking at it now, it is very clear that only their version of blackness is present in their day to day life and their circles and stuff. So when they look at this girl that he hooked up with and she's not their version of blackness, she's expendable. 
which is what then allowed them to speak about her in that way. Because Erlon didn't speak that way about Alton, about the girls that Alton had the threesome with. No. Right. But then you look at somebody like Arissa and where <coughs> she came from, where blackness is her circle. <laughs> and, and she's all about her communal spaces. Yeah. <laughs> it's like she like she looked at it differently because she was equally she was more pissed at him, even though she did call the girl a skank, but she called all them girls skanks. She called everybody equal. OK, I will she take Arissa out of that because she did. She equally called all the girls that came in skanks. Everybody was a skank. <laughs> I had never heard skank so much in my life. And I miss people saying skank. Uh, why are we calling each other hoes and shit? We need to go back and call each other skanks and gutter snipes. <laughs> it's just it's such an aggressive word. Dude. It is. Skank. <laughs> I love the word skank. Skanky ass bitch. And the thing is, I think he spoke. She spoke worse about Alton than she did with this girl because the thing he she didn't give a fuck who he was fucking. She That's just true. why do you have to fuck her right here? You have a bedroom. I'm just trying to go to bed, and I got to walk through and see her naked ass in there. Yeah. Why do you have to do it here? <laughs> see, okay, that was the one time that I was like, all right. I get it. That was a lot. Like, no, I get that the was. Confessional, I mean, the confessional has a door. Y'all don't see nothing. Let them people be. But in that open bathroom, if, I, if I'm trying to go to bed and I walk through and I see somebody naked ass in there, I'm going to have a problem too. Yes. Yes. Especially, <laughs> let me not get in that. Well, I'm single, so I guess I could get into it. It's, if, especially, like, if it's, if it's a house full of boys, like, yes, I want to see that. But that'll be like, I don't know, Coco Dorm type shit. Ooh, that's real old. Ooh, that's real old. Ooh, it sure is. <laughs> I had to think about what it was. But Arissa's there for growth, not the orgy. <laughs> right. She's trying to learn about herself. She ain't trying to watch y'all out here slamming people down. <laughs> okay, I'll give you that about Arissa. I got ra- I wrapped Arissa up in it because she was standing next to Erlon during this. And the way that Erlon was speaking was directly about the girl as opposed to Arissa, yeah. who's more insulted that it's just puss and dick all in the air in the bathroom. All in the air when you trying to, when I just want to brush my teeth and go to bed. Like, I ain't want to be a part of this. Bitch, imagine being lactose intolerant when that shit happened and you had some cheese. Right. Like, you had some heavy cream. I don't want to be party to your nonsense. You're already embarrassed that you about to shit your brains out in front of people that you really just met. <laughs> and your one of your roommates is just in the hot tub, just ten feet away, fucking this girl, and here you are shitting your brains out. Exactly. <laughs> Oh God! Oh, these poor people. These poor people. I pray for the people that are lactose intolerant <laughs> that go on these shows because these niggas like to slip dairy into everything and not tell you shit. Mm-hmm. Not tell you a damn they thing. They really do. Uh yeah. Alton, I I will give you two. Alton, you do see some growth with Alton. I don't like the way that he talked about that woman at all, at all. And I agree with you. Um, and I, I think you begin to kind of see, I don't know, you get to see Alton's, Alton's idea of 
of him being better than and who deserves what level mm-hmm. of respect or what have you. Yeah. Um, that superiority to... There you go. Other. To others. Other types of black people, especially. Well, we also learn about um, Alton's little brother being kidnapped, um, mm-hmm. which I was like, well, God damn it. Y'all are just... Give, oh, we didn't talk about. We got to double back to Erlon. Um, we also learned about um, Alton's brother being kidnapped. Sorry, my brain is all over the place. Kidnapped and killed. <laughs> kidnapped, molested, and killed, and it was a lot. Um, I'm just gonna. The only thing and I want to add to this. Two was almost molested. Alton two was almost molested. Which and- then also. I'm not saying I'm not saying justifies his homophobia, but explains what's at the root of his homophobia. No, I was that's where I was going to go. Is that we we see we see why or the possibility of why Austin, not Austin, Alton reacts the way that he does when he's around yep. queer people. Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna say this: that ain't got nothing to do with us. And every time that came up, I looked at TV and I once I said it every fucking time. That ain't got nothing to do with us because we ain't pedophiles. Yeah. That ain't got nothing to do with it's us. It's like, and that's why I, that's why I got annoyed <coughs> with MTV. Yeah, because they because were pushing that narrative that gave in our pedophiles without the counterpoint to it. Because it's like it's that ain't. Pedophilia isn't exclusive to gay people. No. It's actually more straight pedophiles than gay ones. Yes. That's one. And two, it's like... Actually, pedophile itself is the sexuality. Yeah. Yeah, which is gross. Yeah. But it's like... Then there's also, too, while he acknowledges his his own homophobia and like he tries to grow through that there's no acknowledgement of the fact that homosexuality didn't have nothing to do with these people committing these crimes these people committed these crimes because they were going to commit these crimes because they were pedophiles sexual orientation they were violent pedophiles that ain't got exactly. nothing to do that's that with has nothing us. to do with being heterosexual or homosexual At or all. trans or anything else that if you're gonna do it you're gonna do it like if that's not in you to do you're not gonna do it yep gender identity sexual orientation none of that matters because you're not gonna do it if it's not in you to do and there was there really truly was no actual counterpoint to that discussion that had been brought up by Alton mm-hmm. at all in and any way, portion, shape, or fashion. And a good part of the reason why is because there were no gay people in that house. Well, not just that, and may, and I'm unfairly and putting responsibility. And that's why I say that I didn't believe that Bryn was queer in any sense because she heard that same argument and never corrected As, it. Oh my God. Well, she, That's why I didn't believe that queer storyline. She tried to, give. tried to in the way that my dad is in the my dad is gay, but that yeah. wasn't the conversation that should have been being had. It should have been exactly. well, I as a queer person. 
need to inform you that these crimes did not happen because this person is a queer person. Yes. These crimes happen because this person is a violent offender. Yes. And that's why I never, I didn't believe that queer storyline they tried to push with her. It was just, oh my God. Okay. So we got to. We're also looking at this with our 30 plus year old eyes. I know. Because at 18, it didn't even cross my mind that that would have been a conversation that needed to be had. No, because we weren't taught or trained to um, analyze and engage with language and the way in which we use it the way that we are now. And then, well, there's that, but then also coming at this as a black person who, you know, we don't talk about pedophilia. It's just no. don't leave the kids with that with yep. that person. Yeah. We don't talk about, you know, people being gay or straight. Like, you know it exists, but you don't talk about it unless you're trying to demean or insult. There it is. But I was about to say. as far as having a real conversation about it. No, we never, don't have that. That's not what we do. No. We don't do that. And so it's like, even coming from that point, that's a whole nother because you you and if somebody touched you when you was little y'all don't talk about that you just if you do talk about it it's your fault it's your fault especially if you were a girl yep yeah because yep. you know you know when you were three you used to like to sit on and men's laps and... actually if you that's the only time when it's your fault is if you were a girl if you were a boy it's never your fault it's never your it didn't happen if you were a boy no Especially if it was a woman doing it to a young boy. It's like, that's not what that was. You just wanted it. You need to be a man. Can we Can we just pull over to just a quick, we're going to make just a slight stop, not even full stop. I'm just going to mention this and we're going to keep rolling. Boosie badass. Moving on. Yep. Mm-hmm. Disgusting. Um, so okay. disgusting. So we got to double back to... So we're going to end on Arissa because Arissa is kind of a happy note. And we're going to end it with yeah. just a little bit of happiness, right? Mm-hmm. So, so doubling back to Erlon, we've got to touch on her and Mark. And I've been dreading this. Oh, I, yes. Because now, that it part was of the storyline so... I blocked out, I actually have forgotten that oh. particular section of the storyline. So, for those of you who don't know, okay, so we didn't really tell what their what the, what their job is. So they're living in the Palms Casino and Resort, and they're throwing parties at Club Rain. They're serving, they're cocktailing, they're go go dancing, um, and also in other parts of the casino as well, wherever they're needed, essentially. Um, so the I have to specify this. So what we see based on the way that it is edited is we see Erlon say that she's attracted to power and then it splices into her being drunk and flirting with her boss and then it goes back to her in the confessional saying um, what was it it was um, I'm not attracted to Mark but I'm attracted to his power I'm attracted to his power and then it goes back to her and her being on his lap 
And then it goes back in the confessional again one last time. And she says something about, like, Mark's power and her being attracted. Mm-hmm. And this kicks off something extremely uncomfortable and highly inappropriate. So Erlon goes, Mark makes the move and says, so you want to go to my room? Erlon goes to his room. They get in the bed fully clothed. And she feels uncomfortable. She grabs her jacket. She's getting out of the bed. He asks, where are you going? She says, I'm going upstairs. He says, can I come? She says, yes. They go upstairs. They're black. They're drunk. They Mark gets in bed with a naked Arissa who makes it very clear, do not get in my bed, get out of my room, I am naked, who made it very fucking clear. Mark then proceeds to climb in the bed. Mark and get into her bed. Well, Mark gets in the bed first, and there's a solid, Mm -hmm. solid at least 20 to 30 seconds where Mark is in bed with Arissa naked, and then Aragon comes to join in. Mm-hmm. Like they, I, I specifically say that because this is what we see. Yeah. And then Mark, Mark leaves the next day. Erlon is upset because she feels like she's been sexually harassed, which Mark has been sexually harassing all of the women on the cast. And we've mm-hmm. seen it. We've actually mm-hmm. seen it. And she has a conversation with her roommates about Mark being a molester and Alton feels like, and I'm sure it's not just Alton, but he's the main one we see. And he feels like, well, this was a mutual thing. Arissa is pissed and her feelings are never acknowledged. Never. Never acknowledged. And Erlon has a conversation with Mark about because i guess he barked at them about something that they didn't do at a meeting and Mm -hmm. she's talking to him not about what happened and not about him sexually harassing the other girls but the boundaries that need to be established between friend and boss which that the fact that that whole situation boiled down to that conversation was just a wash. And Arissa sat there quietly. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if she felt like and I on I would feel like you had this thing with Mark that wrote my ass into it. So you need to be the one to handle it and tell him that climbing into my bed is inappropriate. I didn't start this. I was minding my business. I was butt ass naked. She could have said it herself, too. In that moment, you could also tell that Arissa is so used to being made to be the guilty party. Uh, And also so used to her feelings not being acknowledged. Not a single feeling was acknowledged. And that's why she allowed that conversation to be changed from where he made her feel uncomfortable and into oh we just need to set boundaries and it's like but this also is where I had to realize it was 2002 because there was it was still a question of what 
is considered this and that because it's like the fact that Austin's like, well, you, it's a little far to call him a molester. It's like, but is it though? Because molester's I mean, not you, the word to use. That's not the right word, but. Yeah. It's like, no, that's completely not the right word that you need to use in this situation. But also, is like, that far, though? We see, <laughs> the unfortunate thing is, like, we see out of Erlon's own mouth that she's attracted to, she's quote-unquote attracted to power. And we see this all like, begin. And it just, what at no moment. With, what annoyed me with Erlon in that moment is because in the beginning... She was all in, right? Yeah. And then it was like, oh, I don't want to, but you can come down to the house. Then once Mark stopped paying attention to her and focused on Arissa, now she's back all in. But then when Arissa's pissed, now she pissed? I See, I read that as when she got up and was uncomfortable... One, it was inappropriate. The whole thing was inappropriate on his end to begin it with. To begin but with, yeah. You can see that she is, she's obviously uncomfortable. So you could have just said, no, don't come back. And that's where I'm like, he should have been able to read the room and she should have just said, no. Yeah. But instead, he gets invited, invited up and poor Arissa. Just sitting there minding her black ass business. Just wants to go to bed. Wants to go to bed. And they. Because it's like, just, if you're uh, uncomfortable and you have the opportunity to leave the situation, why would you then bring the situation with you? Why would you bring the situation with you? And it, like, it's really difficult because we hear out of her own mouth say, I am attracted to Mark because of his mm-hmm. power. Yeah. If we did not hear that, if we did not hear that, I could we would underst- look at this a little different. Totally differently. Mm-hmm. Totally differently. Yeah. Totally differently. But because, and I, that's why I kept. That's why I took that play by play, because mm-hmm. that is what we saw, and what we saw was reckless and irresponsible. Yeah. On like I just. And Mark was just, Mark, everybody, everybody except for Arissa in that moment was reckless and irresponsible. When she said, when Arissa said, no, and get out of my room, I'm naked. Erlon heard that as well as Mark. And Erlon Mm -hmm. being a friend to Arissa, it was her responsibility because she invited this man up. Yep. To get him out. Because it's obvious that he is not reading signs, not reading the room, and he does not care. And not care. taking y'all seriously. Like, in this moment, that man is a danger. And you should have known mm-hmm. he was a danger because you got up and you left and you felt uncomfortable. Exactly. And I understand. I totally understand in that situation where she's like, okay. If I can get him upstairs and I can talk to the guys, I'll be okay. Creating some level of comfort for herself. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because it's obvious you're not going to be able to shake him off. So you got to figure out, okay, what's the best way that I can deal with this in the meantime? Mm 
or what's the best way that I can get rid of him? And the best result, and I know this sounds very sexist. It does. It sounds sexist as fuck. But based on what these people's body types are and these people's fucking characters on this goddamn show, the boys are going to be the best people to go to in this situation. Yeah. Because all of these girls are a size two and all of these girls are insecure and jealous of each other. They aren't going, they are of no help to you. All they can do is yak. You need a physical presence there. If Arissa popped her ass up and came out, then boom, you got Arissa. She is a physical presence. But Arissa don't want nothing to do with this shit. So get one of these niggas out of their rooms, wake them up, pull them to the side, and say, hey, this is what it is and it's starting to go left and i guarantee you frank steven and alton all three of them all three of them would have came out and just sat with you because you know once you tell one they're gonna tell the other two exactly it drove me crazy it drove me fucking crazy because it was all about being sexually harassed, which once again, I want to clearly state all of the women on that show in some capacity were sexually harassed by Mark. We see it. Yep. Plain as day on the fucking camera. And to a lesser extent by Steven. And well, yes. And, and to a lesser extent by Steven. <laughs> But Stephen doesn't have the money and Stephen isn't the boss. Right. Like we see this shit happening and then to not have the conversation. To not acknowledge it at all. And that was that's why I said this this season was that turning point season, because this is the first season that you see all these major things happen like this and they don't get acknowledged. Because even in Hawaii, they had an issue with the boys hitting on the girls, but it was acknowledged and it was handled. Yes. This is the first season that you started to see all these like major points not at all get acknowledged because that's not the juicy stuff. I it Okay, so I know Mark got fired after the season aired. Yes. But it just, it, uh, Erlon, Erlon was a mess. Okay, let's get into the happy. Well, no, let's get into a little bit of mad, and then we'll get to happy. So we'll end with Arissa. But I want to bitch about the CBS bullshit. CBS? The all-access, what we had to watch it on. Oh, CBS. Yeah. So in order to watch this season of The Real World, you have to watch it on CBS all-access. And let me just tell you this. But that's becoming Paramount Plus, so. Well, they need to. Paramount Plus needs to get their fucking streaming shit together. Plus my ass, because I have plus my ass. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. It uh, it changes over to Paramount Plus tomorrow. Actually. Oh, I thought it was gonna be. A, oh shit! I might. Keep no, it March fourth. I'm gonna just say this. In the process of them, okay, maybe that's why it was so sucky. Yeah. Cause it was a little, it was a little janky for me too, and because I, I watched it on CBS All Access too. It wasn't a little. I, I, it was every three episodes, and the shit would go oh, down. I didn't have that issue. Oh, I had all kinds of issues. I um, and they kept giving me, me two minute commercials too. 
That was my fault. Do you I was have the cheap. Free version? No. Well, I don't know. But um, my only issue was that if you watch it on desktop, it doesn't auto play to the next episode. Really? That pissed me off. I was like, "Bitch, what is we doing? Like, just go. What the fuck? Why got you?" You know up? what? That's what it was. <laughs> is it was it would be like two episodes, and they would auto play to like the third, and it would stop, and I get the spinning wheel of death. See, mine never would autoplay to the next episode if I watched it on... Like, if I was watching it on my computer, I would have to click every fucking time. It never would autoplay to the next episode. I was On my furious. phone, like, through the app, and that's probably why I didn't have as many problems, because I watched most of it through the app. Okay. On the app, everything was fine. It was on desktop that I was having issues with it. I was watching it through Amazon Prime. That's probably why you were having issues. I was fucking Because I noticed anywhere outside of their app doesn't work as well. I'm like, okay, I knew that I, I paid, it was like six bucks, right? Something like that, yeah. It was six bucks with commercials. I said, okay, I'll take it with commercials. That's fine. Yeah, because I have it with commercials too. When this bitch started going in and out, and then I kept getting fucking commercials, I was done. I was like, okay, let me make it through this god-awful fucking traumatic-ass season. I'm canceling this shit immediately. I never went into my life again. <laughs> and then yes. I kept getting, I kept getting commercials for the fucking equalizer i did too but that's because that's a cbs show <laughs> i know but i didn't Almost need to see it every episode equalizer. it was like twice an episode every episode was a commercial for yeah the fucking and then this goddamn awful comedy called be positive did you see I that what, i didn't see that at all Girl, let me tell you let me tell you how bad let me tell you what kind of garbage cbs is greenlit Garbage. I mean, Garbage. you know, CBS is for old people, though. Girl. So they don't be caring. They old people like, deserve CBS better. CBS for people who turn, who had a TV on and had companies. <laughs> they deserve better. They deserve better company because it was not Not good. when they still watching NCIS because that show was awful. NCI, I'd rather have NCIS than uh, Bob Hart's Abby Shola. But, so Bo loves that goddamn show? Of course he would. He loves it. I've never watched that. He loves that fucking show, though. All right, don't tell him I said this, but you know, this nigga from the bush, she like, oh, yeah, my people. <laughs> I mean, I say that all the time, but I can't say that because, you know, what else? Right. But, uh, you, you wife. It's a, <laughs> and also, we have items from his village in my house, so I can say that. But it's, <laughs> it's like, I. I mean, my kids be beating on that damn drum every day. I can say what I want. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> the damn drum in my house. <laughs> but, <laughs> fuck, fuck your ancestral artifacts. It's causing too much noise, nigga. <laughs> the reason why I, I never watched the show because the premise of the show threw me off and it yes. like made me uncomfortable, which is why I just never watched it. Because it's the same premise we've already seen where it's like fat white dude with like moderately attractive wife, except the wife is not black. But they're not married. They're going to be married, though. And she don't even really like him. She will, though. I mean, eventually we'll get there. But right now, it's just weird. The falling for the black caretaker thing i was just like i don't like this at all it just makes me uncomfortable yeah i didn't and i the thing yeah. is, is that i can't okay so i know one of the writers actually one of the writers and creators is actually i think she's a nigerian british woman mm -hmm. so knowing that i have hope that the handling of this relationship 
um, it's going to be good and it's not going to be boiled down to like him comedically fetishizing her which is what what i'm expecting it to be like i've never like i said i've never really watched the show i've seen it because he watches it and what i have seen of it it the relationship between bob and abby shola is handled in a very good way okay like it's not I don't know. It doesn't, it's not cringy to me. Like it's, and you know, I'm sensitive to that type of stuff. And it's handled in a very good way. But I also really appreciate the relationship between Abby Shola and her son and her mother. Because she has a son and her mother watches her son, but it's a, it's a very, it's a Nigerian family. So it's that they still hit the nuances of the immigrant parent kid relationship but it's still a very loving relationship okay maybe so, i'll back I mean, off of it uh, maybe i'll I've give seen, it a chance from what i've seen of it it is done very well i'm not gonna say it's done poorly the initial premise made me uncomfortable well yeah because i'm finding but, this premise out in the midst of watching all this fuck shit of the real world oh no i knew about it when it came <laughs> out because he want he wanted to watch it just to see how they did that how they handled it, especially with the nigerian mother and all this. he wanted to see how it was done because what he was he said because this is one of those gross ass African stereotypes is gonna piss me off. Yeah. So that's why he watched it to begin with and then he ended up actually liking the show. Okay. Okay. I'll give it a yeah. chance. I will say I just this, never though. took the time to actually sit and watch it. Um I will say this. Queen Latifah's old ass be moving. I said damn Man. bitch. He watches that too. He likes the equalizer. Lord this nigga is yeah he's, he's a, a he's 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 old. I don't know why, but all of the, the specific type of journalists that I know, they enjoy CBS. Why, I don't know. Yeah. Because journalists like, are old at heart. No matter the, how young they are, they're always old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Aaron would always watch Because these are the kids like, that was um, reading the newspaper at school. Like, they're old. They're just yes. old people. That's just... <laughs> Like Aaron would always watch digital, like the digital regular TV channels. So mm-hmm. game shows, westerns, yeah. all that. And I'm like, sir. That's but then I'd be too. sitting there with him. I'm like, oh, yeah, Matlock, let's do this. <laughs> Almost everything that he watches comes on like local TV. Hell yeah. Girl, don't let In the Heat of the Night come on. I'm done. Don't talk to me. I mean, even with the new series that he watches, they're all from, like, the networks. Like, it's, you know, it's like, it's nothing, it's no cable series. It's all local. I'm going to say this. You're going to look up and me and your husband going to be on Supermarket Sweep. Um, so Brooklyn wants to go on Supermarket Sweep real bad. She was like, I want them to have a kids episode. She be in, like, Brooklyn is queen game shows. Like, she's Family Feud, Supermarket Sweep. Brooklyn loves a game show. She wants to go on Supermarket Sweep so bad. She be really sitting here answering the questions and be right most of the time. Same. (laughs) Same. Same. She, Brooklyn loves to... a game show or a competition cooking show. <laughs> Brooklyn's all you, in. <laughs> all of my life, I was my mother's grocery shopping partner, and we both love Supermarket Sweep. I have been training yeah. for this. 
I same because I wanted to go in there so bad when I was younger. I still want to go on supermarket switch. Girl, I will quit smoking my vape and exercise. <laughs> if these niggas are like, all right, you got, got a to. month. You know how many times I've sprinted through the grocery store like that? I got oh, no. this because I got kids. <laughs> oh yeah, you got kids. You got kids. I be sprinting through them grocery stores before the baby wake up. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I'll get this body back in shape for supermarket sweep in a heartbeat. Be looking at Leslie Jones like and yes, they ma'am. Let you customize your sweaters now so you can be yep. cute. Like, let's, <laughs> let's go, ma'am. I'm ret. I'm ret to go. I'm Hormel. <laughs> right. I haven't even finished the question. Girl, it's Hormel. Look at it. It's oh, Hormel, yeah, it's Hormel. Girl. It's tied, girl. We already give me my coins. It's always tied. Give me my time, girl. I ain't got time for this. Give me more. Let's get these questions Give me going. Give 15 seconds. Let's go. I want my questions. I need as much time as possible. Okay, so <laughs> let's end this on a kind of happy note. So out of everyone, Arissa, um, who is from Boston, um, mm-hmm. has probably the best and most heartfelt growth. Um, definitely... One of my favorite moments is Arissa running around screaming about communal spaces, <laughs> <laughs> which is why I said seven strangers picked to live in a communal space. <laughs> she does not play when it comes to shared she hates spaces. She y'all don't respect the communal spaces, man. And I feel like she takes that disrespect personally and very personal because it's not yeah. you don't respect the space you don't respect me it's her perceiving it as you don't respect her because mm-hmm. it's a space that she shares with you but and that's if you something respected me you wouldn't do this exactly in this space. that's something she works out um so yeah. when she comes in she's trying to stay away from boston um she's got a shitty ass mom her mother is fucking awful. Who she gets awful. the courage to confront through this. Even yeah. though it is just over the phone, but it's still a step. It's still a step. Because she saw how she was sending all her money back home. and Sending all her money back home to a woman who's going to call her a simple bitch over the phone. Yep. Yep. That's why I was like, ooh. This ain't no 2000s black mama. I this woman sound white, like she don't sound. She also white. sound drunk. <laughs> she sounded drunk mm-hmm. as a fucking skunk every single time. Oh my god! Like her family, her oh my god, her uncle, her fucking uncle. So yeah, Arissa's birthday happens, and her uncle happens to be in town. He wants to have dinner, just the two of them. She already has plans with the roommates, but she extends the offer for him to come and join them, which any good uncle or family member, I sound like Teresa G.U.D.J. now. You do. She's a good brother. She's a good sister. She's a good cousin. Yeah. But I mean, honestly, though, like any good family member would have just said, all right, you're out here doing this thing, especially older. You're out here mm-hmm. doing this thing. Let me go out with you and your friends and see like who these people are and what's going on. Right. Like any older adult would have done that. 
especially for a niece that you love so much who's in a new city Mm -hmm. around a bunch of new people that y'all don't know with a bunch of fucking cameras Mm -hmm. and y'all you know good and goddamn well and i'm gonna say this very selfishly for self-preservation you knew good and goddamn well your family was fucked up yep so at the very least for yourself in the aspect of self-preservation you should have went to that fucking dinner to see what the fuck was going on Mm mm-hmm in the reality of loving your family, you should have went to go and had dinner with her and met her fucking friends and met the mm-hmm. new roommates and people that she was living with for four and a half fucking months. Yeah. He didn't want to do that. And from his perception, he was what? Stood up. <laughs> you stood me up. She didn't stand you up. You chose not to come. She told you where you were going and you made a choice. You were the one that made the choice. Instead of adapting to her as an adult woman in a in a strange and unusual but still adult situation, you made that choice not to take your raggedy ass the fuck there. And then you right. made her feel... And that's what... When you were talking about blame, like that was the peak. That was the perfect and peak example of it. Because we get to see where it comes from. Like, we see her mm-hmm. family do this shit to her for no reason. Yep. Yep. Because she didn't want to do exactly what you wanted to do, but she compromised. Which is exactly why I said she's used to being the one at fault. Because you saw that exactly happen when she was explaining about how she felt sexually assaulted and sexually harassed. And they jumped right over that and she just allowed it. Just allowed it. And had no anger or fury for airline in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Right. For even bringing the situation. Right. Like, Mark's actions are wrong and stupid. But on a personal level between me and airline, it would have been, yo, like, what the... F-? Like, at least a conversation of, like, yo, when- what the fuck? Airline said that she was leaving the situation because he made her feel this way to then turn around and bring him into your living space. And it, you, it's not even a thing of being mad. It's just a thing of cut, touching bases like, yo, when you did this, this is how I felt. Exactly. Like this whole Mark thing made me really fucking uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And you climbing in the bed did not help. Exactly. But we see Arissa coming to her own um, when she breaks up with Dario's fine chunky ass. But he was just trash, though. He was trash, but he was cute. Like, the way he talked to her was trash. And yeah. Calling, telling her to send him money is trash. And that was trash, yeah. Knowing that he had this baby out there and never telling her. Like, he was just awful. He was cute, though. That's the type of nigga that you just fucking never call again. Yeah, and I think that's where she... I think that's where she fucked up and she kept fucking him. They started dating when they were like 14 and 15 years old, though. I thought she was older. Yeah, but they were still young because she said they had been together for six years. She was only like 24. Hold on, let's do the math. She said they had been together six or seven years. Okay, so 18. So they got together. She said she was 18. And I think he said he was like... And he was 15. Yeah, he was 15. Right. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Like, 
What you think was about like this relationship was just doomed was, from the beginning? Well, it was puppy love. Yeah. It was puppy love that lasted far too long. Cause he lied and said he was seventeen or something. Yeah. Yeah. But we see her break up with Dario. And, but then, woo, excuse me. But then begin to develop a uh, relationship with none of. Oh my god, none of these like hanging wrong guys are attractive at all. Like none of the dudes that Bryn brought home were attractive. This dude that Arissa started messing with was not attractive. Like none of them at were all. cute. So Arissa starts to like date somebody down. She started to date down because this guy was not cute, and she could have done way better. Like she mm-hmm. really could have done way better. Like looking at her and him, she could have waited. She could have done way better. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't really go anywhere, but it gives her just a sense of freedom to to put herself out there. Yeah. She now, was. He was definitely like the opener. He wasn't. Yeah, he was the opener. Yeah. He he did. She he was the to the test. She was testing the waters. She put her mm-hmm. toe in. Um, we got to talk about fucking in the confessional and this bitch and the selective outrage with it the selective outrage but also when she sat there and stared at the door i felt that because i was like i've done that (laughs) (laughs) and uh, you know what though not even gonna lie was not mad at frank about that at all what neither no because why the fuck move girl like what did you over here for we all this whole place is a communal space. All the rooms have curtains. There is this no is the privacy. Only room with a door. Let the me do only what I'm room doing. with the door. Like only room with the door. And I'm being respectful about it by it being in the only room with a door. Like just right. leave me alone. Leave me alone. So yeah, I don't blame him. I don't blame him. Especially when y'all don't even know for real that that's what's going on. Y'all going, Brand ran and told y'all that and y'all decided to run, to run with it. That's it. Y'all don't really know what's going on. And that poor girl, and that poor girl coming out completely embarrassed. Right. Completely embarrassed over absolutely nothing. But Erlon and Alton go fucking in confessional, and this bitch ain't and beating down the door screaming nothing. about communal spaces. Nobody says nothing. She didn't say shit. She didn't say a good goddamn thing. She was just like, oh, God, again? Like, yeah, girl, right. again. You're not going to bang on this door? Spaces, they was fucking in that tent in the living room. Oh, my God. Yes, they were. <laughs> Ugh. Okay. But. As we said, we do get to see Alyssa's growth. And does she decide to go back home? She doesn't. She stays and she goes and gets her stuff and comes back to Vegas. Okay. I was trying to figure out and look that up. I might have mentioned it in the reunion. From what I can tell, the the little information that's out there, she still lives in Vegas. Work. Um, yeah, she moved in with the bartender that became her friend. (laughs) <laughs> at, uh, ghost bar work Arissa yeah hopefully she still had that job at the palms I 
I couldn't, I really couldn't find anything about her because she literally was involved in nothing else related to MTV after the season was over. That was it, yeah. I looked at the IMBD and it was like one or two things and that was it. Yeah, she didn't. She's living like a nice, quiet, happy life. And I would say, like, out of everybody this season, um, I'm really happy and I really hope that Arissa is living just a nice, happy life. Yeah, like a very genuinely happy life, and she's. You never saw nothing else about Irline either. After I don't want to. Outside the fact that her and Alton dated for three years after the show. Yeah, like they stayed together for three years, but yeah, well, let her stay in New York. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I will say, you remember Anissa from? I can't remember what season she was on. Yeah, I think it might have been like eleven. Yeah. So I did see a clip earlier today from, I guess it was the Gauntlet 2, and it was Anissa Intrasale fighting, right? So, bitch, it was the saddest thing. Trishel thought she was hot shit and was all in Anissa's face. And Anissa's literally just, she's her arm is just out. Just literally just like this. Here's Trishel. Mm-mm. And she's saying, it, like, her arms are flailing. I'm sorry, y'all, because y'all can't see it. So, Trishel's <laughs> body is flailing and rolling around and just being tossed around. And Anissa just has her arm out, like, just forearm out. That's it, just blocking her and saying, I'm not hitting her. I'm not hitting her. <laughs> <laughs> it made me so happy i said trishelle you look like a ridiculous white woman anisa good job because she literally she didn't even grab the woman she just did this she just put a forearm out that was it (laughs) and trishelle just like trishelle took a tumble you remember samantha takes a tumble the girl that was on the coffee table yes that was trishelle (laughs) and anisa is just standing there like a tree by the water not Mm -hmm. moving that shit baby fucking cackle like i dead ass cackle because anisa would have slapped her ass but she's just like no i'm not hitting her i'm and her other hand is even like out behind her i'm not hitting her i'm not hitting her (laughs) and this bitch is like getting tossed around by nobody but god i guess (laughs) the wind it ain't it ain't even any wind. It's just her. <laughs> it's like she's having a seizure for God's sakes. And and security comes in and separates the two. And Anissa's is just like, yep. <laughs> Goodness. Uh, uh okay. So this was trying. But I'm glad we made it through. I completely understand why it's trying for you, given that you didn't remember it. And it was I watched a lot of it. There, it, the, the thing was, time. and there aren't many ebbs and flows in it. Like with something no. like Housewives, you get a peak and then you get a valley of them just like hanging yeah, around. Yeah, no, this just kind of stays at 10 the whole time. Yeah. Like once it gets 10, it stays there until the last episode. Well, it drops a little and then it shoots back up with Alton and his threesome shit. And then from there on, it's just fuck shit for the rest of the season. Yeah. And I'm like, no, and this is just, this is a half hour show, for God's sakes. I'm like, my God, what so the fuck did I just watch? Episodes. It's just a lot of nonsense packed into a half hour. Oh, my God. To the point where this is also the first season that felt disjointed. It did. 
Because you can tell they were trying to make sure they got all the super messy points. Whereas yeah. every other real world season before this one, really just, you kind of felt like you were flowing through their time. Mm-hmm. This was just like, argument, fight, 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 fucking argument, fight, fight, fight. Yeah. Like, it well, was like. <laughs> we only saw them work, what, five times, six times? Something like that. Out of 29 yeah, episodes? Like I, other seasons, you see them working. The previous seasons, you see them working far more, which helps to create that like that valley of okay, it's still entertaining, but uh-huh. it's not people arguing all the time. Yeah. This shit was just like my god. I had to take it like five episodes at a time. I that's about what I did too. Jesus, it was ugh, ugh. It I was entertained. There are though. some episodes I just didn't even watch because I just remembered them, so I just skipped it. Girl, I watched all of them, and I was just like, my god, are we really gonna drag Trishel like this for nothing? <laughs> My God, are we really going to let Erlon skate away? Like, and these are things that I usually prefer not to say because Trishel is white and Erlon's black. But it it right. was very flagrant and it was constant through the whole fucking it season. It was. Yeah. Ugh. So I think that wraps up real world. It does. <laughs> Yeah, these seven strangers no longer share communal space. Uh, they did once again. They did again in two thousand seven for a seven episode spinoff, but which I never even found. I couldn't find it either. I was it's like, okay, streaming. well, let me check this. I think because you notice that even on CBS, there's certain seasons that's not streaming. Yeah, it jumped from like I season four to season Hawaii, twelve. They said they weren't gonna they they are not gonna show Hawaii anymore because of Ruthie. Yeah, because she asked them not to air it, and they respected it. They're not. That's why you can't find that season anywhere. Okay. Um. There's another season. One season, one of the people on the show recently died, so they pulled that for now. Okay. Out of respect for the family. And then, you know, so that's why it's like weird seasons you can't find. there. It's like different reasons. I don't know why the Vegas redo isn't on there. I don't know why that is. Maybe Trishelle. Because she's the one that's like, I'm booked and busy. <laughs> but they are going to have uh, New York 30 years later. I think it it comes out tomorrow. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. Because I never really cared for, what's her name? With the sh- that all had the bob? Not Becky. It's like, uh, it's, it's sir, I know who you're talking about. She's still racist. Yeah, but I also never cared for Kevin either. And I, I never cared to watch him try and be the voice of anything black. I don't like. Can we just let Heather talk? He's he's an arrogant asshole piece of shit who kind of falls in that. Um, what's it, Tyreek? Tyreek, what? What's his name? Tyreek something. He's super. He's super misogynistic. Super homophobic. That ain't telling me nothing. I can't think of it. Right. See, but you see, the fact that that, (laughs) you already, he's that. The fact that you had that feeling, he's that. 
yeah. least from my perception, he has always been that. So I'd rather not. I just want to yeah, see I Heather. I don't remember him. I remember Eric, who I just could not stand. And Apparently, he's, he's not in the house. First, yeah, for some reason, he's not going to be in the house. But the way that he said it, he's like, it'll all be revealed soon. So I'm thinking that he just said it's somebody he just was not fucking with. Fair. And what was the other dude's, the last dude's name? I don't remember. Longer. It's been 30 years since that show's been on the air. I don't remember. I can see his face. He was the only other likable one. It was like Becky, him, and Heather were the only three that were likable. Yeah. Everybody else was just trash. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. That's going to be a mess. It ain't nothing like a bunch of 50 roads and living in a house together for a week. <laughs> It's the, so you know that bitch. Oatmeal flying. Girl, oatmeal, Benadryl, Geritol, Tiger Bomb, apple <laughs> cider vinegar in both liquid and tablet form, Tylenol PMs, uh, those little capsation heating pads for your aches and All pains. Right. On that note, it's time for us to go. <laughs> Girl, it's not even, they don't even have like liquor in the house. They might, ha- they're going to have a little liquor in the house. Most of that shit is going to be a giant first aid fucking kit. Right. These niggas sitting there talking about my vertigo's acting up. (laughs) Before we wrap up, do you want to get into that little pop culture bite? (laughs) Or no? What was it? The the Saucy Santana. Okay, so Saucy Santana's music video for Walk is trash. (laughs) It's just trash. And there's no way around it. It's flat the fuck out trash. I... It, it was, it was the cheapest shot that you could take, and I expected more out of Saucy Santana as an artist and a performer. I feel like Saucy Santana is far more interesting and creative in his shades and his reads to result to some bullshit like that, and it just like the boy. The goddamn boy was just set on fucking fire two weeks ago. A month ago. He set himself on fire, but sure. He, the boy was inflamed. (laughs) (laughs) The boy was inflamed a month ago. Like, let this nigga rest. So this is the thing for me. While I agree that the song was a cheap shot, and I definitely expected more from Saucy Santana, because not I the know song, has, the video. I don't even remember. I don't even think I saw the video. I'm talking specifically about the video, because the video it it cuts Did in I clips of Rolling Ray. Oh no, I didn't even see that. But that's see, my even, thing. My point still stands because I expect more from you as an artist but on the other side of this Roland Ray is not a nice person not at all Roland Ray is terrible not yes he is he's made a career of being terrible yes this very is the true. same person who catfished somebody just to get on tv this is the same part you know what I'm saying like <laughs> yes so true. he's not like it's hard for me to sympathize especially seeing how he starts walking cash shit about what's her face's dead baby daddy and the you know yes but these like, are all character flaws 
that have it, nothing to yeah, do with him being paralyzed. But no, I don't. I still don't think that they like going after the disability. Not flaws, was a character cheap choices. Shot. Yeah, that, that was, was a my cheap thing. shot. That was. It was unnecessary. It was below. Yeah, but you got then, plenty of ammo to use. But that then when I turn there. around and look at him, and he want to go on these impassioned rants about people being able is without at all acknowledging his part in this, it makes me hard feel bad. It makes me it makes it hard for me to sympathize with him. But overarchingly the song could have just not been made. No, the song could have been made about being a bad bitch on a walk. Yeah. And that's what the that's it could have been done is. differently. Cause when they it's were just the doing the challenge of it, like I was like, that's fine, that's cute, whatever. Yeah, it, it was just, a cute song. The video could have been done differently. The video, the video should have been done different. The shit is yeah. ableist as fuck. Rolling Ray has enough character flaws that you can read this nigga into the dirt for the next fucking century without going without going to the him wheelchair. Being, yes, like yeah. he is a fucked up ass person. You, he gave you more than enough fuel for the fire. Yeah, you don't need to go to that. Yeah, no, I agree. That's it. Like, yeah, you're right. He is a awful sack of shit, and he should Mm -hmm. be read to fucking filth. But to go onto the ableist, there's just better ways and more creative ways. That's it. it. Like, stop reading. Like, we gotta stop reading niggas for body. We gotta start reading niggas for character. Because let's be perfectly honest, Santana can be read the house down about that BBL and how it how it's been looking. Let's be real. Yeah, we gotta stop. Re- I could be read the house down for for, for my little fucking foop foop plus. We're gonna call I it. I mean, that. we all <laughs> we all can be read physically to the ground. However, for one thing or another, yeah, everybody got something. Everybody has something. However, it's not about how you look. It is about the character. And if you can't go after a nigga's character, then shut the fuck up. Like, if you can't really go after who this person is as a person outside of their physicality, y'all need to be playing the dozens. Yeah. Yeah. I it was agree. ableist. And it, it was ableist. And I, th- I thought the same thing. He's so, he, this boy is so fucked up. You got more than enough that you can go off of. Yeah, that you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. And for me, that crossed the line. Well, actually, you want to know what really crossed the line for me with Saucy was when they did that little Black Lives Matter photo shoot and it was all Black Lives Matter and it was just a gaggle. Of, it was three three little fags standing outside holding up signs talking about all Black Lives Matter. Oh, because she snatched that shit down the next day very quickly because everybody was like, girl, what the fuck you doing? You ain't at a protest, girl, and you just take it. You took, you took a white ass chalk marker, wrote it on a black fucking poster board. All Black Lives Matter, standing outside some Atlanta fucking hotel with traffic coming your way, and it's just the three of y'all. It ain't no protest. It ain't no body. It ain't no police. It ain't nothing but brick, window, and concrete. It's just the three of y'all taking a fucking photo. Oh, I missed that all the way around because I don't know what the hell you talking about. <laughs> and she don't, she don't talk about the my thing. She don't talk about that shit no more. Thank God, because either you talk about it and you in for it, or you or don't you talk sign. about it. 
or you sit yeah. the fuck down. Like you taking these little shitty ass, little pissy ass fucking photos to look cute irks the fuck out of me, especially being black, especially being queer. And then to have the audacity to put all black lives matter as if black lives matter is not an organization established and built on women and queer bodies, girl, right? Get the fuck out of here. Stop sounding like the white folks. Stop pulling the Billy Porter bullshit, bitch. You ain't Billy. We love you because you're not Billy fucking Porter, girl. We don't need no more all Black Lives Matter. Because if you say Black Lives Matter, guess what that means? All of them. It's not that hard of a concept. It's very simple. Well, very simple. So even with that, like I am of two minds on that. And this is one of those places where I feel like the it, two things can simultaneously be true, right? Because yes, when you say black lives matter, you are talking about all of them. But on the other side of that, it is still very important to acknowledge Black queer lives, black trans lives, because when you're talking about straight men, these people tend to get left out of the equation. Although and I totally understand that. Most I very much black, totally So that's why that. it's like, granted, Billy Porter's activism is performative as fuck, but yes. I, so taking him out of the equation, and it, it's like, this is why this Saucy Santana thing, although I knew nothing of it, is also feeling extremely performative. It was. But, it was like, a cute photo. You can photo. just not have an opinion, too. Like, that's an option. You could just shut the fuck up. Because shutting the fuck and up And make the free. money. Like, we're not looking for you for any kind of guidance. We just want a banker, girl. Yeah, like, you can, you could just shut up, too. But it's like, I don't know. It's like, because I've heard the argument about the all Black Lives Matter thing anyway. But we also, and what the, the counterpoint I always make is that we have to acknowledge that while this movement was built on the blacks uh, on the backs of women and queer people, it gets accredited to men over Fair. and over and over again. So then you have to then acknowledge that the place of female presenting and queer bodies definitely like it has to be specifically acknowledged because so much of this once this movement hit mainstream was focused on the protection of cishet male bodies yes so let me that's why i said i can get both sides of this so when it comes to people saying black trans lives matter that's something different than all black lives matter yeah but this is why i say i could see I could see the argument for saying all because it's like you want to, it's like that specific acknowledgement of the black bodies that cis hetero people tend to think of as less than. But but on the other side of that, I completely see how presenting it in that way is really a bastardization of the statement. It's so when you sit down and say Black Lives Matter, the overarching thing, and then mm-hmm. you've got your offshoots that say Black Trans Lives and Matter, and then you can break black it down. Black Queer from Lives there. Matter. 
and but it's still all under the same guise and under the same use of language which for me is very important of black lives matter now we look at when we add that all in it becomes that same disgusting condescending tone as all lives matter and yeah. when you have these when you throw black that all suit, in it's like you're trying yes. to diminish the struggle of one side to include yourself. yes i get it i understand and when you have these black specifically specifically black gay male celebrities whose partners are white yep. males saying all black lives matter it takes yeah. on a totally different tone yeah no i get that so we've got to it's we've got to get rid of that all because of its association with not only that but we really need to check and question the people that are making this all black lives matter statement because mm -hmm. many of them are people who don't have black partners or for that matter black assistants black stylists black there's no other black people in their circle that's why i say billy porter's activism is performative as fuck because you can't she's a performer girl it's her show <laughs> yeah because it's like you because even with the way because we all know when it comes to pose he's the only one that's ever gonna be acknowledged being the like one of the few non-trans people on that show right but even on a grander the, scale yeah yeah, in the right. Ryan Murphy universe, I would say not so much, but on the grander scale. I'm talking yeah. when you're talking about that show in particular. Because yeah. when it comes time to get nominated and stuff like that, even it's gonna though be he Billy doesn't Porter. give the most compelling performances, it's always going to be him. And it No, he's a horrible actor. It always annoys me. <laughs> I'm going to just say it. He's a horrible actor. I Okay. He is, a he is a horrible gay. actor. Just say it. Just say embrace what you it. Want. I like him as Pray Tell, but it's because he's just playing Billy Porter. But that's the thing, though. Billy Porter now is always playing Billy Porter. That's why I'm saying he's a horrible actor. Because <laughs> it's all the same thing. Uh, okay. <laughs> but, I just, um, he just makes me so mad. It's like when you look at his Instagram and you see all this protect trans women, protect trans people, blah, 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 blah. And then he goes up and accepts these awards with no acknowledgement to the trans people who are the reason that people's even looking at you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's this. It's and no it where are the nominations for my sisters because they deserve Where's the nomination for Angelica Ross? Has she been nominated for anything? No. Yet? Angelica Ross, MJ Rodriguez, Dom like any of them. Dominique is a bad actress. Like, we're just going to put that out there. But she does a great read. <laughs> she, she does. But she's... But as her, that... like If that I, was her as, whole thing, yes. But she's as a bad that actress. that character, it's like... I don't like that accent from nowhere. Like, I, that weird vocal afflection. I don't like it, but no. I do like that character. And I like the way she, the kind of campy bad actress way she plays that character. 
I there are moments in that show where you can definitely see where it turns into an ad lib, and I feel yeah. like oh, definitely. They just gave her the basis of what the story was, and just let her and go, and just kind of let her go. Yes, and feel it'd be it would it, be much that better. would be a tour de fucking force. Yeah, as opposed to taking these words that have been written by somebody else and trying to make them fit. Like, yeah. if you give the girl just a blueprint of what you want out of the scene and just let the girl go, the girl's gonna be good. Yeah, yeah. I her trying to recite lines is just no, just let her go. It is cringy half the time. Yes. It's like, oh girl, did you read it? But it's yes, yeah. It sounds like you're reading it for the first time. Mm-hmm. Just get yeah. his girl. All right, we want you to cuss these people out sitting at the table. Okay, cool. It's Give like, me yo, a drink. Yeah, no, yeah, I get it. And I agree. You get that. five takes. We're good. By the fourth take, she's a cussed out the people at the table, the people in the back, the people mm-hmm. who just walked in, the maitre d', the bus boy, the bartender, the server, the poor woman who just dropped her napkin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, get you. I agree. Uh, okay, so all of that was to say, Saucy Santana, please do better. No more ableism. That was fucked. Yeah. And I really like. And I really do like whole, you, but that left a bad. Everybody taste. around all him and everybody around him trying to say that, that song wasn't about that boy. Like we know. Okay, so if the song was, I didn't hear that. But what I saw was the video. But I also, I've only song. heard maybe a minute of the a minute of the actual I song. Knew I the watched song the video was on about mute. him because the song got released while they were in the middle of their beef on the internet. And was it before or after he caught on fire? It was before. It was before <sighs> because okay, the catch it on. I'll get there. Um. <laughs> So they going back and forth, and then you know he real good friends with a uh, young Miami from the City Girls, and she get yeah. involved, and that's when he talks about her dead baby daddy and say something about how he died to get away from her and some other shit, <laughs> like so, oh yeah, that he said some oh shit. so oh then, that's some shit I'd say oh so then it's like oh that hurts and he's just. You know, and they going back and forth, back and forth. This was over a couple of days, and it all started because somebody on Twitter gonna say it's gonna be some dumb shit. It is. Somebody on Twitter was like, like added Saucy Santana and was like, "Is Roland Ray your brother?" And he responded, "Don't fucking play with me." <laughs> oh, I saw that. Oh, yeah. Okay, I didn't realize all of this. Okay, that's where it. But see, Roland Ray has been. Saying I know he's been saying shit. Saucy Santana for years. Yeah, they've so, been, they've been going back and forth for years. Right. So then all that happened, and then the song comes out. Literally two days later, the song comes out, and he says, "Yeah, how I know that you can talk. You talking all that shit, but let me see if you can walk." <gasps> but we're not supposed to know that's who he's talking about. I didn't realize that that was who he was talking about. I thought it was just another one of like a saucy because that's a saucy Santana thing, you know. I just thought yeah. it was. Oh. And then 
they make it a challenge. So now it's playing over and over and over again. You got people doing it who don't even know like what this is. Garcelle about. Bouvier you know doesn't even know. Yeah, because I right. just saw her ass walking through yeah, the house. And look, Cynthia Bailey and all these people who Regina King, I think Taraji P Henson, like all these people who have no idea why this song exists, right? <sighs> so. The, and again, I never saw the video. I didn't even know a video was a thing. So yeah. then, he, Rolling Ray comes out with all these videos about how, you know, how they are discriminatory against handicapped people, saying this about Saucy Santana and all this other shit. Like, he wasn't I mean... just talking all this shit, which, you know, whatever. And then he starts saying stuff about... um Young Miami's baby daddy Carisha. again, and yes, about Carisha's baby daddy again, and then saying, you know, what I love her stuff. name. I do too. I enjoy it. It's so black. It's I love it. It is. I was like, <laughs> fuck a young Miami, but you better come out here as Carisha and JT and get over it, because that's what we want. We want Carisha and we want JT, Carisha, yeah. the city girls. But um, because they sound like girls from the city. They do. So then he. Catches on fire. Yeah. And Miss Carisha tweets. Oh my God. I told y'all, God, don't play about me. Uh, I mean, tacky and poorly timed. Yeah. I got to also understand it because I'd probably do some shit like that too. Yeah. <laughs> I would. I wouldn't tweet it out, but I would send it to friends. Yeah. That's the thing. I feel like a lot the of thing. this That's too. the running thing. These niggas need a, gr- a group chat. That's the thing. They need a fucking group chat. We wouldn't be privy to all this if you niggas had a group chat. <laughs> like, if you if he would have just sent that little walk video with Roland Ray in it to his friends and to released the real one. To Carisha and JT and y'all, y'all can have y'all fucked up ass cackle. go right about your day. <laughs> right. We don't need to see everything. Yeah. Because y'all give us the thing is y'all give us everything and then you get mad about us having opinions and then you tell us to mind our business when we've been just supporting you. So that's what I was saying about this Danny Lee, Danny Lager. Who is that? I keep seeing her. I'm like, who is this girl? She's a singer of some singer rapper. I don't know what she does. I think she's a singer. I think I might have heard one of her songs. Because there's one song that my niece really likes and Brooklyn really likes. And I think I might have heard that like once. But this whole, she um, tweeted something like, I can't wait to be separated from this narrative or something like that. And I'm like, girl, you created the narrative. What is you the narrative? It. You gave it to us. You the one that act like you and the baby's relationship was gonna last longer than priority mail i don't know why we had to be involved in the first place wait a minute hold up (coughs) hold on i need some (laughs) (coughs) okay you said you said priority mail What? <laughs> so this is a relationship timeline. 
she posts this nigga the baby on the internet. She he is eating chicken laying on her leg or some shit like that. He was eating in this photo. I remember that because he was not paying her no attention. And she posts the photo, and his his baby mom was like, "It's fine. He'll be back." And oh, I did hear about this. Then it was. Then she starts her. Then she proceeds to flood all of Instagram with photos of the two of them together. And then he dump her ass. And then she puts that god awful song out. Well, not even put the song out. She put a video up that had a clip of the song in it. Wait, so she sings. She does music. Yeah. And the song okay. says something like Yellow Bone is what he want or some shit like that. Yeah, okay. I heard and about that too. Then she gets dragged a smooth three business days later. He dumped her ass and then had a contest for a Valentine's Day date. <laughs> And so, of course, you know the girls, they flooded her comments. I guess Yellow Bone ain't what he wants, sis. <laughs> Yellow Bones are losing, apparently. So now she's like, I just want to be separated from this narrative. You brought us here, girl. We didn't ask you. <laughs> be quiet about your life online, girl. Just, you niggas need to learn to shut the fuck up, make your money quietly, and go about your goddamn business. We don't want nothing from y'all, but for y'all to come out, do your song, shake your ass a little bit, have a couple of drinks, and go to fuck home. That's it. It's like we don't need everything the else. You trying to be separated from? It wouldn't be a narrative if you didn't come yelling at us about it, girl. We didn't care. Right. <laughs> it's not my fault that this nigga broke up with your ass and then decided to hold a Valentine's date. He said, "Oh no, ma'am, we not doing that." This shit happened the cor- over the course of a work week, bitch. <laughs> this child is dumb. That's why I said their relationship wouldn't go last longer than priority mail. Shit, it take priority mail longer to get to you than their relationship was. Especially now, shit. <laughs> Lord. But let's wrap this shit up. We've been talking for a long ass time. Yeah, I need to make some food. I got some shrimp to go, some scrimps to go fry. Mm-mm. Make some scrimps, some shrimp scampi. I don't know what or I'm some about shrimp to eat. and pasta. I don't know. I'm gonna make something good. No, I mean, well, I'm, I'm about to go get a turkey sandwich to go sit down somewhere. I know that's where it's like, oh, y'all hungry? Well, there's stuff in the fridge. Oh, the kids ain't already, so that's why I'm probably. Oh not shit, they it. good. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, I'm glad you came back and joined us for another episode. This was a lot. Um, it was. Next week is. Not a lot. It's no. more comical. Yes. Um, I'll give you... I'm going to give him just a hint. <clears throat> She's a rat! <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, you know, not heavy themes, but it's the fun kind of fighting. <laughs> yeah. So, we're going to... We're off of all the race shit from the past... From the week before the Bernards, and we're gonna get into something more fun. Um, yeah, I'm Lee from the D. You can find me on all socials at Lee from the underscore D. Um, I also do a live um, 
a live show every Wednesday over on Instagram under the same uh, handle. The name of that show is Wine and Wisdom for the Self-Helpless. You can also find Fashionably Now on there as a rotating host. Mm-hmm. I think that's... Oh, also you can find my mixes and shit linked in my bio. I'm trying to get back into DJing more. Playing that old lady Sunday morning house music. <laughs> and I... You can follow me on Instagram and nowhere else. At fashionably underscore now. I do a bunch of things. There's some other podcasts in the world and stuff. All that stuff is in the link in the in the bio. I do a true crime podcast, a general interest podcast. If I if you want it, I got it. Uh, yeah, you can watch I think me that's it. and see some makeup <laughs> videos and oh, yeah. photos from trips. That's about. That's all I do over there. <laughs> Yeah, we're pretty low-key people. We're, yeah. we're damn sure not. Also, I'm okay with communal spaces. On that note, <laughs> Bye. good night, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>